Welcome to Fixie's Playground. I am one of your hosts, Trevor, and with me is co-host. I'm Simon. How you doing? Simon. I'm doing good, buddy. Yeah, Yeah, I'm doing great, dude. I've missed the hell out of this podcast. I know. It's been too long. Been been busy. We are are back. We We are are back back. and somewhat better than ever. Look, football's back, so I'm better right right now. Uh Definitely, right? Yes, sir. We'll get there. We'll get there. So but... We'll get there. But uh, let's go ahead and uh, I don't know how you feel about her, but uh, we'll give England or Great Britain the uh, the tip of the hat and say our condolences for the queen who passed away. Uh, queen Elizabeth the yep. second. And what can I say, man? She was the longest reigning monarch in history i believe at 70 years 70 years of being queen and i mean it's i I can't really say i'm surprised because i mean she was 90 something years old so you know (laughs) old people tend to die after a while it happens um i'm just gonna say betty white beat her by like five years but you know let's not get into that um uh, oh god that's actually a good Man, Betty White was so old that he that she was older than the Queen. Damn, that's yeah. So Betty White was ninety nine when she passed away, and the Queen was ninety four when she passed away. Yes, and 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 um and um Betty White was going to be one hundred. She would have stuck it out like another week and a half. Yeah, yeah, but she was like, "Nah, I'm good." She she peaced out on us. So yeah, uh, but you know, it's it sucks. Look, um. She was the queen. She did some amazing things. I, I got to say, you know, she kind of saw the transition to um, parliament and being a figurehead as far as royalty is concerned. You know, she mitigated a lot of the power of the royal family back to the, the great British government. Um, I don't know what else to really say, you know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, that's very responsible for her. It's almost like torch. Let's. We we here on Vixie's Playground are great historians. Obviously, mm. we um very we're, we're very both great histor- historians. So oh. yeah, but so we're going to take a history lesson here. Um, George Washington, fun facts, did not want to be president. He after his eight uh, well, he didn't want to be president like to begin with. He was just so fucking tired of everything, dude. He was like, nah, I I already fought a war. Fuck this. Yeah. But he basically, but he realized though, even though, I mean, he was tired of being president. But after those eight years was done, he said, "No, I have, I have to step away. You know, I have to give away my power. I have to, I have to, you know, I have to. Uh, I yeah, can't. We, we we don't yeah. want to start a a royal line. Essentially, no. um, so, the whole the whole point of them leaving Great Britain was to be like, hey, we don't like this monarchy shit." Uh, we're yep. gonna we're gonna give it back to the people, and, and regardless of what it is today, that that was kind of the notion behind it. Um, and then sure enough, you know, hundred plus years later, Queen Elizabeth II's like, hey, uh, you know, we're, we're we're gonna go ahead and let the you know the governmental people and and the voters kind of start deciding stuff around here. We'll just be figureheads. Uh, they still have a bunch of money. They still live in a palace, but I mean, hey, look. You know, Great Britain was more than happy to just allow that to happen because, you know, I think America, we don't really have much of a history compared to like other nations, you know, and um, being that all of our our peoples come from all the different nations. It's not like a one 
just a one thing for everybody kind of deal. So they put a lot of stock in their history and, and their lineage and everything else. And I'm cool with it. Like I get it. I, I, I find it, I actually do enjoy history. So like it, it is enticing to know all these things and I don't blame them. Cause they're like, Hey, look, we appreciate that. You're not, you don't have any more power, but, um, you know, we, we still want you to represent us in, in a way. So that's cool. But, um, yeah. But, um, yeah. So God saved the King and King Charles the second. I'm going to call him King Chuck. Cause I, I think that sounds hilarious. I want to call him King Chuck. I um, I don't I don't really like him. No, he seems like a douchebag. Yeah, he seems like a popular douchebag. Yeah. I will say though, I do. I mean, I do feel bad about his ex-wife. That's the only way thing I really feel bad, feel I bad we, about. Yeah, we all we all do. So, yeah. but other than that, though, I I don't know I, I don't know him, but he doesn't seem like a pleasant guy. Maybe I mean, maybe I'm, we are wrong. I've maybe rest, he's, I've I've watched like some documents and stuff, so I kind of know a little bit about him. But like, I, I feel like the general impression that I got from him was just like, eh, I don't really care for you. Yeah, uh, who uh, knows? Maybe he is the knows? British version. Of, maybe he's the United Kingdom's version of Mister Rogers. But maybe who knows? I don't know. We'll see. But, yeah, we'll see, man. Yeah, like, but, so. but like, like you said before, like, like it's not going on mean shit for the British government as a whole, you know. Like yeah. this isn't King George the Third or King or Queen uh Queen Victoria. It's you know Yeah. It's just some dude being a mascot until he dies. That's basically what he is. Pretty much. That's basically I think what he is. I think it's just a, a drop off, you know, because like at least Queen Elizabeth II was a queen with all the power and, and stuff at one point and was like, Alright, I'm gonna give this up. And then like now her son's just like not the same because you know technically he never had that power. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's just yeah. different. But I think it's just you know it's the end of an age for that country. Yeah. So, but I, I but hopefully the lin- the lineage still passes on from generation to generation. I want there to be a case where there is might sound weird, but I want there to be a case when there is like a 12-year-old king. Like, 11-year-old king someday. I'm gonna be like, yeah, king. Rufus, I don't know. That's what I can come up with. But, um, yeah, Queen Elizabeth dying. Very sad. Respects to the people in England. Do you think we might have people listening from England? Probably not. Probably not, but I will say that Fixie's Playground has had people listen from other countries. Oh, yeah. I will okay. say that because we've gotten a couple listens from overseas. I don't know where, why, or how. But, um, all right, we're about to have a guest come on. Uh, just to let you know. What? <laughs> what? So we're going to have a guest. It's, oh, no, it's Brent. It's Brent. Oh. Yeah. Brent, yeah, I threw, okay. I, threw, I, threw, I threw out the link so, you know, people can, can join us. Um, this is Grindhouse. This is Grindhouse Zombie, correct? Oh, shit. Yeah. Right. I, shouldn't have, I shouldn't have called him by his, his name. Yeah. That's fine, Trevor and Simon. I'm sorry. Grindhouse Zombie! From Louisiana and New York, respectively. Woo! <laughs> How so are you, dude? I'm doing good, man. Me. How about you? Man. Yeah, been a been a long day, but I'm back in my little man cave in my happy place. So That's what I'm talking about. I did get to, so we're, we're just giving... Good? Oh, no, I was going to say, like I got to do sort of a fun thing today. So... Ooh. Um, a friend of my what? wife's um got her PhD uh-huh. in 
in dirt, apparently. So we call it a dirt doctor. I, I don't okay. I don't even know what the hell Soil. that means. Gotcha. Um, so they did uh they had a party and they did a whole pig for the party. Like Ooh. Roasted a whole pig. Like on a spit? And like a spit a spit. No, like in or, a, uh, in one of those boiler box things. The okay, boxes so, like with the charcoal on top. So you want to know what we call that down here? Uh yes. We call that a cochon delay. I it's think gonna, it, uh, it's gonna take me a couple of times, but okay. <laughs> Cochon. I, I don't even know how to spell it. To be honest, these Louisianians. Yeah. So fancy. Cochon. Cochon. C O U C H O N. I believe. Cochon. Delay. Cochon. Delay. I might be saying it wrong, but um. Is it supposed to? If you're if you're saying it wrong, what fucking chance? No, I'm not. I'm not necessarily. I'm not saying it wrong. I just have to get my my accent right. Is watch. I'm gonna send you a uh. I'll send you a link. Okay. Okay. Well, I, was, um, it was, on the Discord. Yeah. So I, they, um, this is kind of unrelated, but I um, but the accent made me made me remember a story. So I have like a lot of health issues and shit like that, unfortunately. And I have that I think called shunt. Yeah. That gets uh-huh. water out of my brain, and that's what. Yeah, it's fun. So now and then I have to get a needle to drain the water out of my brain to um measure the pressure. To see if it needs to replace. And oh. when I was seven and a half, I went to the doctor in Buffalo. And his name, I forgot what his name was, but it was some like, some like, some French doctor. And it was like his first day. And I, and he came, and he came up to, and he came into the room and said, Hi, how you doing, sir? I'm like, Oh, oh, oh where's my croissant? It's like yeah. something really yeah. stupid. <laughs> and he took this needle. And like he didn't like stab it like psycho style, but like there was a little bit of, extra, of an extra oomph in there. I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. That's, that's, I'm sorry. Not the racism. Oh, but, yeah. um, yep. But, yeah, wow. that was my story. It, anyway, um, yeah, you, you can look at that article about the Cochon. It's no, I will. I will. So the cool thing was so when it came out of the box, um, and they put it out and they actually displayed it on collard greens, which was really cool. Mm. Um, but then it was like, um, so my wife's friend was like ready to get elbows deep, but everybody else at the party was like, um, we don't really know what to do here. <laughs> and it was like, well, I do. So it's like, just yeah. and then, like, and then for like Gotta the next, ni- next 90 minutes, all I did was sit there and just fucking pick pork, pick pork and yep. put bones in a stock pot and do, you know, pick off skin for the skin pile and do all yep. that. And it was so cathartic. Oh my god! That's, that's how we make cracklings down here. It's, uh, it's, it's fried pigskin. Okay. okay, oh, and that's what she was going to do with it. She was going to yeah. do that. So yeah, yeah. So, it was just uh, so. That's another was, Cajun was thing. So fun. Well, I mean, so apparently fun. more people than Cajuns do it, but like that's a perennial. Like T boys, Brent. What I sent you? Sorry, Greenhouse. Yeah. Um, yeah. They do cracklings <laughs> also. So like, t- like boudin cracklings is like the thing to get. Like fried pig skin. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's it's a it's yeah, a heavy I, thing down here. So yeah. So I think at this point the pork was done, but I think the skin could have crisped up more. But there yeah, was like yeah, well, well there was like a hundred people waiting for food. So yeah, it was we, like, we, it was we fry and season it. So you know that's an extra step. But they probably okay. do that raw if I had to guess, and not, well, not feel, roasted. So well, ahead, she was gonna cool. make she was gonna make some sweet. She saved the head, and she was gonna make. Um, so she's her, her name is Persephone. She's Chinese, but mm-hmm. she was gonna make a Filipino dish that was made specifically out of the pig's face meat mm-hmm. and something else. And it just 
it was one of those things where it was like, huh? but at the same time, it sounded awesome. So it was like, yeah, so we were saving all kinds of parts for I just, like I said, like the best end of the afternoon, just like just getting in there. I, I just was, it was just awesome. So awesome afternoon. Anyway. But, um, go ahead, Simon. Uh, it, was, it was funny. I was thinking in my head, like you, you guys seen no way home before, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. You know the scene where um Andrew Garfield is like talking to the other Spider Man and he's like, I feel pathetic between um compared to you guys. I felt like a I felt like a guy in a rhinoceros suit. I feel like that when you were talking about pork, I'm like, I kinda of feel pathetic because I just I only put chopped bacon in a meatloaf today. That's about it. <laughs> <laughs> well that's the same that's that's good enough. Basically the same place. Yeah. Well and, yeah, the, cool, well, and the cool thing is because she's a student at the university, right? So the university, I didn't know this. I had no idea has a meat market and she's like, really? Yeah. And she's wow. like, you can, you can go to the meat market and you can order anything and they will package it up and you can pick it up. It's only one day a week. But then she's like, and I think if you're a student, you get a discount. Well, my wife is going to the U to get her master's degree. So I'm like, Oh, pork belly. Here we come. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it is. It is bacon time. My friends, that's, that's awesome. Oh yeah. Anyway, so good, good freaking day. All so around. before you popped on, me and Simon were giving our condolences to to the GB, the UK. Oh. Uh, you know, Queen Queen Elizabeth II uh, passed away. So we're just kind of talking about that, uh, regardless how you feel about the country or whatever. Uh, no, that's a was, that's a that's a big deal. One of the longest running monarchs in yeah, yeah. in modern 70, history. Yeah, seventy years, man. Seventy years. That's yeah. crazy. And so, and and seventy years, but a much beloved seventy years. People yeah, yeah. loved her. Yeah, loved her. Yep. I mean, and she was. I, I mean, talk about a staple of a society. I mean, people. You know, I read, I read some articles about, um, like what what happened, like immediately after she passed away, and all the things that have to happen. Yeah. Um. And then I also read a couple of articles about some of the things that she would do, like in the past, to to stay, um, basically attainable to the people, to stay uh, relevant. Uh-huh. And she would do things like people that shared her birthday. She would invite a hundred people that shared her birthday to a party, or huh. people that shared her her wedding anniversary. She would invite a hundred couples to a party that had the same wedding anniversary. It didn't matter if it was a year or fifty years. You'd come and they'd have a party, and she would walk around and talk to people and shake hands. I mean, can, I mean, can you even imagine that? Can I mean, can you imagine a, 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 an American president like having a doing something like that and inviting oh, people I don't to the think White it would House? Ever and, happen? <laughs> well, it's yeah, but I mean, it's so it's like I mean, just uh, yeah, she was a she was a person of the people. I mean, and she, I mean, Jesus, she, at, at twenty five years old, she became the queen. Yep. So I mean, can you imagine like a having that put on your shoulders first of all, but then. Like your life as you knew it or thought it may be is over. It's just over. And you are now, you know, a servant of the a servant of the crown for until yeah. you die. You well, know? and then she over she also oversaw like the, the giving the power back to the people and just being yeah. a a figurehead, but still being the queen, you know? Yeah. Um we we're talking about that, like it's that's a big deal, you know? Yeah. No, totally, totally is a big deal. Yeah, I'd say. Yeah, and to your point, R.I.P. I mean, just somebody to be, somebody yeah, to be respected for for all the things that she did, how she handled all the different scandals, how she handled all the family problems and whatever else. I mean, she always 
always rose above, always rose yep. above and always, you know, put on a good face, but always, I think also too, always in the background found, found a way to make peace with everybody too. Mm-hmm. You know, even, yep. uh, even Camilla Bowles, she found a, you know, she finally came to the, came to terms with the fact that Charles got divorced and it was like, she's here. I got to do something. So I think it was, you know, I think what was it? Queen consort or queen region, something like that, that she I'll was seen like naming that. her. I don't, I don't, yeah. I don't know. And I don't, I don't know the whole, I, you know, and I don't, it, there's people that know the ins and the outs, but it just, uh, yeah, I mean, for that country, a sad day, but I mean, and, and a great lady, just, I mean, yep. everything that you hear, she was a great lady and, you know, it could be stern at times and things like that, but you would expect that once you get into your eighties, you're going to be pretty damn stern. So. I still I feel, and I feel like if you're, if you're the queen, like you're going to have a certain amount of sternness to you, you know? I think you, uh, I think you have to, and then comes with balancing job, that right? with being, yeah, but balancing that with being somebody of the people. I yeah, mean, that's well, a, she that's was. A, that's the thing. She wasn't she always did stern, it. so she, you know, yeah. Well, but she did it though. Then that's my whole point. That's that that tells you that she had some, you know, she had some chutzpah to her. She really did. So yeah. yeah. All rest right. In, rest in peace, Queen Elizabeth. Yep. Simon, you you ready to move on, bro? Yeah, I'm ready. All right. Um. One of tonight's topics, just I guess to fill in the listeners and Brent, um, we're going to talk about adoption. And then after adoption, we're going to review the Bills versus Rams game. Uh, Simon here <laughs> is a Bills fan, so I'm sure he's itching to just discuss that. Supposedly, I'm a Bills fan, supposedly. What do you mean, supposedly? When did that happen? Okay. Yeah. I, and then, I, and then, I and have then, a Lorenzo Alexander autograph behind me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but so Simon was a Bills fan before they were good. Was, you know, let's just say I, that. See, I want I want to add a topic to that because I'm going I, I could have like a five minute gold clip of me just bashing bandwagoners flames out. The, we can don't, do that. I'm all yeah. about it. I'll I yeah. I'll, I will paste that all over the place. I don't care. And then after that we'll we'll review NFL games, say who we think's gonna win. Brent, you can just kind of listen if you don't want to participate, and then um, I, just, I just don't give a shit. <laughs> I know you don't. And then after that, it'll just be typical whatever the fuck happens. So, uh, listeners, at some point, my wife and kids are going to come home, so we may pause, we may talk through it. I don't know. We'll figure it out when it happens. Um, other than that, let's talk adoption. Simon, you're 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 leaving from now, buddy. You're you're the leader right now, okay? Oh, you're take a step sake. back. You're gonna take a step forward. Let's do this. Alright, cool. So, um, so, um, I personally never adopted anybody. I've adopted a cat. That's about it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This, thanks, thanks for leaving. Oh, this is great. <laughs> Thank you, buddy. I um, uh, but like in all, in all actuality, I um. I don't know, man. I, I I think I think it should not be as expensive to adopt. I, I get the argument that oh, like it should be more challenging because you're taking responsibility to father or mother a child from another person. Like that's a big ass responsibility. I get that, but some of the costs in some different states just mind boggling. I was researching that a couple weeks ago actually because I knew we were going to talk about this in a future episode and. It's it's insane, man. It should not cost as much, you know. Yeah. I think with adoption, it's almost like um, like like I I, I don't want to mean mean to be political, but like like for example, like Pete Buttigieg and some of these guys said, oh, we want free healthcare for those who want free healthcare, you know. 
mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Like that should like that that should be like the adoption, like not necessarily free, but like I, I have a heavily discounted. Like I don't know, it's 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 tough. I, I cannot believe he chose me to lead with this. Thank you, buddy. Uh, <laughs> but um, because I'm terrible with leading things, but it's okay. I don't know. Yeah, I've I've never been. My my thing has always been like I have strong opinions for something that I've been through myself and like from past experiences and how I do things. I haven't really had any experience with adoption. My family hasn't. I really don't have any friends that have, well, except for like I have a couple of um of um gay friends that um, are happily married and they've adopted, but that's about it. That's the only extent of people that I've known that have adopted anybody. So, Yeah, well, I mean, Brent Brent has someone in his family he, he could talk about. Um, I I have some family members that, that were adopted. I also have some family friends that are in the process of trying to adopt. And it's, it's very difficult. It's definitely very difficult. Um, Money wise, sure, but even like legally, it's a hard process to go through it. And it's not, hey, like I'm going to adopt you, and then it just happens overnight. Like this is what you're talking about, like like a you know a year's process or more. Um, as far as the price, I I agree. Like I don't I don't think it should cost fifty thousand dollars to adopt a kid or a hundred thousand dollars to adopt a kid. I just don't agree with that at all. Now I understand there are some cost evident with with you know the paperwork and processing like there are people that are that are in bet- that work the in between that have to do all those things they need to get paid to do it right um but should the government subsidize it sure like i don't, I don't have an issue with that you know I, the taxes thing like i don't mind paying my fair share of taxes and i actually prefer if the taxes i'm paying are going towards something that's worthwhile so if they're being used to, to pay for these adoption costs I'm fine with that, to be honest with you. Like, I don't think it's a waste. Like, I don't – I have an issue with the government running it. Like, I have an issue – I have a hard time trusting them. But if there's a, a solid plan in place and basically they're saying, hey, we're going to streamline the adoption process, um, you know, we're, we're going we're gonna to try to cut the time down. We're going to – you won't have to pay for it. Um, you know, but we're going to do the background check. We're going to do the things that are necessary to make sure that, you know, you can sustain this life. Right. Um, I want that to happen because, you know, you, you don't want these kids to go to a bad home to, you know, it, it takes a special kind of person to take in, and I'm not trying to sound like good, but like taking someone else's kid and raise them and show them the love that they need. And treat them like they're their own, right? Um, I mean, I I could do it. Like I've thought about adoption. I've also thought of maybe like fostering when my kids are out the house. You know, at least trying to be a bridge to these kids, getting some kind of normal life, and then moving on. Uh, I don't know how that's gonna go. Like, but it's something I've I've thought on deeply, and I would like to do. So. I, uh, yeah, I'll let Brandon speak if he wants to speak. Sure, he he went get a, a drink real quick. He'll oh. be right back. So, oh, I so you could you I, say something. <laughs> oh, you know, yeah. thanks, 
Thank you, Brent. Uh, but uh, I, I was going to say, though, like, um, when the only thing I have to say about the matter is, and again, I know this might, whatever, is um, I have I have a problem with some people's, like, because I know people that have stances of adoption that kind of does not, are not consistent, if you will. Like, I think, like, let's say, for example, like, and we discussed this already, but how about the topic topic of abortion, right? Like, I uh, like like right like um people on the right are like saying, oh, abortion's evil, which in some ways I agree, but like I and they always say, well, adoption's always an option. Put them up for adoption. I cool, but then when I get kind of lost in their thought when it comes to gay people adopting, they would rather oh, we're Trevor now. <laughs> No, I'm getting. I can hear you. I'm just getting oh. a beer. Oh, okay. They yeah. were facing it here. Yeah. Oh, how fun! But like, I have a problem with um. I have a I have a problem with like um, the hypocr- that hypocrisy. Food. Yeah, maybe that's that's what I have the problem with. But yeah. I, that, that's all I really got in the matter. Cause so, that's- as someone who is conservative leaning, but like I honestly don't give a shit. Like I I would happily let whatever gay couples. As long as they pass the background checks that I feel should be necessary for everyone, they should have all the kids they want. Like, I, I don't have an yeah. issue with that. You know, um, as far as, like, the conservative leanings, the, the religious folks, um, that, I, mean, I don't know. That, that's, that's, that, that's not what I have a problem. I just, you know what I mean? I just, that's well, like, and I think, I, think I, almost good, didn't, I, I almost didn't want to say it because, like, no, that's because not really it, what it is. It is well. It has something to do with it, right? Because yeah. if if we're gonna say, hey, you shouldn't have adoption uh, abortions, and then we're gonna say adoption is an option, then it should be an option, right? And not just for pregnant women. Like it, it should be, you know, uh, giving to straight people. Like it should be to whoever, whoever wants a kid. Like as long as you can pass the necessary background checks, sure. Why not? If you can give that kid a good home and love them like they need to be loved. I have no problem with that whatsoever. And there are some people out there that do have a problem with them with that. And I mean, I'm going to just say, fuck them like straight up. Yeah. Fuck you. Like, I don't, you're being stupid. Like you're, you're being a hateful little bitch. And I don't appreciate that. Like the fact that someone's gay does not mean jack shit when it comes to raising kids at all. So I, and, I'll say, and, I'll, and I'll say this too. I think, and maybe like, you disagree with this and it's whatever. But my thing has always been, I don't think a kid necessarily needs a mother and a father. But I think, I think kids needs, needs to have a female role model and a male role model. You know what I mean? They've got to have that father figure and that mother figure. Hmm. That doesn't mean having a mother and father. I mean, straight up, my, my biological dad, I love him. He, I have his ashes around my chest every, every day. I miss him every yeah. day. But um, he was a schizophrenic. He could not take care of me. And my mom, bless her heart, she's been through a lot of relationships over the years. And I I haven't really had, like, a stable, like, like a stable, like, father. But mm-hmm. I've had multiple father figures along the way that have shaped me to my core. That's taught me how to be a man. Yeah. That taught me how to throw football, how to all, like, the stereotypical the American way bullshit for um, men in general. And a lot of it, um, most of it is really my stepdad who are all my sister's dad. Um, I, I, he, I consider him my, 
my dad. Yeah. Um, and so I hate the notion too that oh, like people that need um that adopt should have a mother and a father because that's not it depends. I I get I get I get everybody's different. I get that. But so I think I agree more with with your second premise when you first said it, which is I I don't have like I don't necessarily think that they need a mother and father, but I do think they need a male role model and a female role model, and I think that's vitally important to their growth, right? Yeah. And and like I don't know what the statistics are as far as a male male household or a female female household, but I do know the statistics for a single mother household, and they are not good. Like all the bad things that a kid could grow up to be are significantly increased when it's a single parent household as opposed to a two parent household. Right now, whether that leans towards male female roles or just having two parents there, I, I don't know. Um, but but the point is, is like for your kids to get the a, a real a well rounded education or or whatever. Um, I do think that it, they need a, a strong male role model in their life, whether it's one or multiple, and they, they do need a strong female presence in their life also. And if you lack that, then you're going to have it a little bit tougher. You know, there might be some things you have issues with later on in life. There are some studies that point towards that. I don't know if I necessarily agree with them all the time. Um, you know, and, and sometimes situations just they happen. Right. Like, I'm not, I'm not I don't want to take away from the single mothers who are trying their damnness to do what they can, you know. Um, but there's a lot of psychology behind that. So, you know, I, um, and no, I'll let uh, Brent speak because I, I want him to have his piece. So All go right. Ahead, uh, take a deep breath. Cause I'm going to start out in a weird place, but you'll figure out where I'm going. Let's do it. Yeah. Okay. okay. You see that in front of the camera? Don't yep. don't don't read any numbers or anything like that, but do you see what it is? Oh yeah. Okay. So what I'm showing the camera is a permit to carry a pistol in my state, which I do frequently. Okay, that, that permit cost me 75 bucks. Okay. 75 bucks to have a full background check to be run through whatever by a sheriff and the FBI and all these other things like that. Um, and once every five years I have to go and I have to pay another 75 bucks to renew it. I have to take a class. I have to do these other things. Uh, the grand total cost is probably about $200 to me. So in, in my chair, I think that this is a pretty great responsibility. I got a lot of responsibility here. You know, I, I, I gotta, I gotta treat this with the respect it deserves. Um, now when it comes to adopting a child, do I think that the background checks and the, all the other things should be a lot more strenuous? Oh, hell yes, I do. I absolutely do. Um, at the same time, should it cost $20,000 or $25,000 or $50,000 to adopt a child? No, no. And, and, and honestly, what are we paying for? We're paying for a whole bunch of government fucking red tape. That's what we're paying for. Okay. It's, it's one more thing that the government took over that they don't do a very good job with. Cause that's what our government is known to do. Um, as far as whether it's a a single person, a straight person, uh, a, a straight couple, a gay couple, what I, I, I for my chair, none of none of that is fucking relevant. It's not relevant at all. It is: Are you a decent person? Can you afford it? 
And are you likely to raise somebody who's going to be a productive person later in life? And whether they're a productive artist or a productive construction worker or a productive plumber, I don't give a shit. I don't because we need all those things. Um, but that's what it really boils down to. Um, so I, str I struggle with the conversation, Simon, like about like gay couples shouldn't adopt. And, and in my mind, I can't think of a good reason why they shouldn't because it just doesn't make any goddamn sense to me. I don't think gay couples set out in the adoption process to make more gay people because that's just terrible. Right. It just, it doesn't make any sense. I just, I just totally don't get it. Um, going away from that and starting off with that. So my brother is adopted. Now this is a, this is a little bit of a story, but you got to hear it to get the whole point. So my brother is biologically my cousin. Um, his mother was killed by a drunk driver when he was very, very small. Um, and his father at the time was, for lack of a better word, a piece of shit. Um, mm -hmm. So my mother and dad stepped in and said, this, this is not going well. We're just going to go ahead and do all this. And um, I meant to ask my mom earlier, and I didn't. And maybe I should even just text her and ask her but what the cost was at the time. Cause I, I, I know it wasn't $25,000. Um, but it was just two, two people that saw a kid that was having trouble and wanted to give that kid a better life, you know? And my brother and I, I mean, we are definitely on one hand birds of a feather and on the other hand, completely different, <laughs> mm -hmm. you know, but he's still my brother. I still love him. I, I, I been, texting with them all day we're, we're going to a big family thing tomorrow and who's bringing what doing whatever else um you know so i i think people have to take a step back from all the arguments about whether a certain group should or all these other things like that and just ask the fundamental question of of again a single person a couple a gay person a gay couple black couple white couple purple couple whatever the fuck and just say, are these people capable of creating a family and, and supporting this person, this child, future adult, in whatever it is that they're going to do in life? And if you're capable of it and you can prove and not by some unattainable measure, which I think is a lot of what the goddamn government does, unfortunately. Um, but I mean, it's like, OK, I mean, I, like, are you a convicted felon who's just out on parole from uh, committing a murder? Well, you probably shouldn't adopt, okay? But one person, two people that have jobs and are productive and have a place to live and there's food in the fridge and there's a car to get to the grocery store. I, I don't know. There's just, I think in a lot of things in our society, we've taken the checks and balances thing way too far, like way too far. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of things I think like the three of us now, if the three of us were put in line to do something, I'm not sure that we could meet all the criteria that they have in place now which is ridiculous, you know? And it's like, I have kids. Trevor has kids, you know, uh, eventually I'm guessing Simon will have kids. No, nope. I think, I think Simon <laughs> said no. I think Simon said no to having kids early well, on. So, well, I'll tell you what, when you, meet, when you, when you meet the right dude and you get into a relationship and you get comfortable and you have that little thing in the back of your head that says a little piece of my life is missing. Cause that's, that's why you have kids. I mean, just, you're you're still young. I'm not telling you what to do or how to live your life. I'm saying just be open to the possibility. Oh, he had, you know he, has, he has young sisters though. So like, 
That's, that's kind of like, like yeah, having kids. But I have, uh, I have an eight-year-old and a six-year-old sister that I've helped raise for the past practically eight years. So, and I've, um, I, I love them to death. I adore them. But their first day of school was a couple days ago. They are the school's problem for the next nine months, and I am, yeah. <laughs> but um, <laughs> I, I love kids, but not that much. Yeah. Well, my point, it's my point being is that I, I fully, I, I fully support your ability to do it if you want to, and if you decide to do it at some point when you're in like the stable relationship that you want for the rest of your life, or at least until shit goes south and you get divorced, because hey, it happens. Um, have a party, and I will fucking come. Okay, I will come. Yeah. So yeah. just cool. Yeah. Me too. I'll go. I better be invited. And Trevor. All I'm yeah, saying yeah, is, yes. I, I better be invited to the wedding, Simon. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. And I'm gonna put I'll, a name tag I will, on that says I will buy. I will buy a plane ticket to go to your wedding. I will mm-hmm. do. Great. I'll, I'll have okay, it in a so random I'll, I'll ass place, like in um, Czechoslovakia. I don't know. That's okay. I'll be there. No, no, Trevor. You and I will be in a table in the back that says yeah. like the the placard is gonna say weirdos. Yeah. We're That's we're gonna, gonna we're gonna be <laughs> we're gonna be the reason that his his food runs out at his wedding. Just saying. Okay. Also, right. also, why his why his alcohol will run out at his wedding? Yeah, yeah. Between the between the bar bill and the food running out. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm, uh, I'm there. I, I promise <laughs> you, it will be a fun, memorable time. If you want to see, if you want to see Trevor cut up, invite him to a wedding. You're gonna see yeah. the best and worst of me that night. And oh, it's God. all fun. It's all fun. I'm going to a wedding in a week and a half, and um, I love my and that. I'm eating Milo from potatoes right now, so try not to. Um, yeah, but um, Jesus Christ! But I, I am kind of, I love my friend so much. He's an awesome dude, one of my best friends. I'm scared of what's going to happen at the at the reception, only because his family has like four hundred people uh-huh. <laughs> over the Ooh, age of twenty one. And, and they're all and they're all Irish Catholics. So it's going to be, oh God, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, it's going to be. It's going to be, be a rough yeah. bar bill. That, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I'm sorry, Chad. I'm sorry, buddy. Yep, yeah. there you go, buddy. I mean, I, but, you yeah. can kind of say the same thing about weddings down here, though, man. People kill some some alcohol. I guess everywhere, maybe, but the old Cajuns, we we really do drink a lot at weddings. It's ridiculous. Well, I know what I know at my wedding. The <clears throat> my wife and I we said, okay, we're paying for beer and wine. That's it. yeah, yeah. That's what most people do. It was do. like there's there's got to be a, like a limit. Yeah. Well, my father my father in law came in and he 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 beat us to the reception because we were like you know just kind of like doing like a lake cruise around Minneapolis and just kind of <laughs> chilling out beforehand. And he came in and said. Oh no, that's not acceptable. And he just put down his black card and said, "Let me know." Yeah. And wait, yeah, he got to the he got to the end of the night. His they put forty five hundred dollars on his credit card, you know, and that's and that's not including the five grand we had already chipped in for beer and wine. So we yeah. had a ten thousand dollar bar bill. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like my my wedding wasn't that bad, but so like my my in law my father in law paid for the wedding pretty much. And uh, they were just gonna get beer and wine, but like I don't like beer or wine really. So I was like, I want some hard alcohol. So at the time, I was 
doing the worst job in the world, which is uh, tank cleaning in the oil field. And mm. um, yeah, just imagine like, you know, 100 degree Louisiana humidity summer in a metal box that's been sitting in the sun all day, pressure washing oil based mud Ugh. off the sides. And then doing that at rigs and other things. It's it's, it's one of the worst jobs in the world. Um, well, but I'm, I was, fairly, I'm fairly certain somebody in Louisiana actually coined the term swamp ass for yeah, a reason. Yeah. 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 So, but anyway, um, so like I was working, I don't know, 100 hour weeks, 140 hour weeks at the time. So, you know, I was like, well, look, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll pay for like the hard alcohol. And, uh, he was like, no. He's like, I got it. Okay, cool. And I mean, we got Payad, which <laughs> if you haven't heard the the Cajun frame uh, phrase before, it basically means just shit face, right? No. And um, he's like, man, he's like, I ain't never seen people put hard alcohol down that much. I was like, yep. But the cool thing was, is so the bar's policy uh, was you pay for an open bottle, right? So yeah. like, once the bottle's open, you're paying for it. But you don't have to pay for like a certain amount or anything like that. So that's kind of how it went. But uh, we drank a lot of that. Yeah, my um um my buddy Chad's wedding. He's he's gonna have like five kegs of Bush Light. Hmm. Um, there's actually a funny story um that happened. So um I I help out at the bar still, and um I was helping him do the beer order a couple days ago on Thursday, and. He um he wanted um and the bar is going to like um do some parties like the day before the wedding for mm-hmm. him and stuff. So they ordered like not even like twenty two liters of Pepsi and Diet Pepsi. It's not that much. And here's these two trucks like beeping in in the parking lot, and there was these two stoner dudes. Best way I can describe them brings out two. <laughs> Two hundred um two liters of Diet Pepsi. Oh my four hundred two liters of Dr. Pepper. And we got to the bar and they just and they and they got the last trade. And they said, Oh, somebody getting married? Yeah. Just so like, yeah, that's me. Yeah. Was, oh sucks for you, man. Uh-huh. Anyway, yeah. here's your six hundred two liters. And my chance like, wait, uh no, this is I didn't I didn't even order Dr. Pepper. What the hell? <laughs> That's great. <laughs> <laughs> What's amazing is um this Thursday's the beer order day, so it was all it was already a big ass beer order that day anyways. So we had to open at one instead of one eleven thirty because we spent two hours helping these two stoner dudes, two of the nicest dudes on earth. I love them. Uh get all those fucking soda back into the trucks and <laughs> And then another beer order came. And we had to put away like the ten things of push lights and low lights and all that shit. But, but um, but I don't know how I, why I told that story. I I can't remember why. But um, anyways, because well, um, because weddings and it seems yeah, like weddings. we're yeah, all yeah. we're all yeah. we're all basically on board with weddings. Oh, gotcha. Kind of so, like um, kind of like we are with adoption, right? I mean, yep. you're just yeah, yeah. As long as you are. As long as you are a civilized human being and you have a job that will give you enough uh, monetary ability to take care of said child, then nobody should tell you no. And it should also not cost 
15, 20, 25,000 dollars. Up to I like mean, 45, 50, depending. Well, you know, I you know what the reality of life is though? I mean, because we have all this bureaucracy and all this other bullshit, it doesn't take much to take one guy, give him a fucking notebook or whatever it is that he needs and have him just walk around and talk to your friends and go, you know what? Do you, do you think these this person, these people, this couple, whoever the hell they are, are capable of doing this? And yeah, if 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 sixty percent say no, 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 well, okay, then there's probably something to be talked about there. But if if ninety five percent of the people say, well, hell yeah, they'd be they do a good job at that. But what the fuck? Just stamp it and let's go. Let's see what happens. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, I mean, as far as people being, you know. Cause like I've heard some stories of people like adopting, and then um, one of the first things they do is that they like seek some sort of compensation, like they want the government to chip in money and do whatever else. That's where it starts to get slippery for me, because it's like you made this decision, and now you're telling me that you can't you can't do it without help, and it's like how did you get there in the first place? You know, yeah. I mean, well, I mean, isn't that kind of the issue with like fostering, right? Because if you foster kids, the government write you a check per kid definitely yeah and i think there's there's people that just make that into a into a kid mill and they just they just want the fucking check i mean that's but like to me fostering being the temporary situation that it's supposed to be should probably be held up to the same standards as adoption because even if it's for six months or a year you're still impacting a child in a huge way yeah you should you should probably be subject to the same rules i mean and if if you're somebody who's proven that you're just out to get a check and to do, I mean, that's just bullshit. I mean, what kind of, what kind of shit bag do you have to be to go, you know what? I'm going to bring some kids in here so I can get a monthly government stipend, but I'm not going to take care of them. I'm not going to teach them anything. I'm not going to, you know, show them the ways of life. And, you know, this is how you do this. This is how you do this. This is how you change a flat tire. This is how you change your oil. This is how you do dishes or full laundry or whatever the hell it is. I mean, mm-hmm. it, I don't know. You and I were talking last night, Trevor, about the world and how shitty people are becoming. And it's like, I, I don't know. I struggle so hard because it's like, how can people fundamentally suck as much as they seem to suck these days? And I don't. I don't even know if it's a new thing, to be honest with you. Well, I think no, you, I think you might be right, but it's at the same time, it's like when you have people that have something to give and want to give it. Why do you put so many hurdles in their way? Why do you do that? It's, uh, it's it's one of those things, man. It's like it's just so much easier being an asshole than a nice person. Well, at least you're, how you're, I see it. You're, you're right. It, you're right in some ways, which is sad. Um, the other thing is is um, back scratching family members, politics. Like, I don't think people understand. It's like, oh, I'm gonna get my brother a job doing this, even though oh, he doesn't yeah. know what the hell he's doing, right? Uh, because I want him to feel important, or like I I want to cut him in. So, like, that's why you end up with ridiculous fees or, you know, I, I don't want to shit on California too much, but, like, they've, they've literally shit all over it. They literally oh. spent billions of dollars every year to solve their homeless problem, and it's still not solved. And, oh, it's, just, and, it's just getting worse. It's and and you wonder, worse. like, what, what are you doing if you're spending billions of dollars? And it, it's only gotten worse. And, and then you sit there and you're like, because somebody's taking that money. 
and doing whatever they want with it. And then they're also paying their brother, cousin, mother to to work with them to do nothing or do well, just enough to keep going. So it's so, stuff like so, that. Yeah. So much of it goes to administration. That's the hard part. Yeah. And that's and like, like, that's a, it's like a blank check kind of, it's just like, well, how much black, does it cost? Well, it's a black fucking hole is what it is. Well, Administra- well, administration is a black hole. You know? That's exactly what it is. Somebody they, has to fill out the forms and push this paper over to this person's desk. And, do and the problem, and the problem with that kind of thing is that they don't want to solve the problem because if they solve the problem, then they're out of a job, or their well, cousin, cousin, brother, mother's out of a job. Well, they're so, out of the job, but they're also out of the funding too. The funding. Well, no, but that's what away. I'm saying. If the money, the money the dries problem up. goes away. The yeah, the funding yeah. goes away. Yeah, and so exactly. why would you actually want to solve it? Yeah, I mean, yeah, exactly. Well, if you're a good person, there's plenty of reasons. But if you're a shitty person, you don't want to solve it. It's That's the problem. Of, kind of the point. And and, yeah. and 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 to bring us to to bring us back to our topic, I think I think the adoption thing is the same way. Because uh, if you look at if you look at like um, social services and a lot of things like that, like so, I may have told this story before, and I'll tell it, but I'll I'll tell the short version of it. Um, a lady that I knew through one of my car clubs mm-hmm. married a guy who was a scumbag. And it took her about three months after they got married to figure out that he was a scumbag. And then she was like, oh, this guy's a scumbag. So I am going to get myself out of this situation. She was taking all the necessary steps. And because our system is so absolutely broken and does not function as it was intended to function, he was able to make a couple of phone calls and find the right person who didn't care or wasn't doing their job at that time or whatever else, found out where she was, went there and killed her. That's so crazy. And it's like, and then shot her in front of two of her kids. Okay. And then because the gods can't be good, he actually shot himself too. He shot himself underneath the chin and it went up through his nose, came out his forehead and didn't kill him. Uh Um, And so now that like, because now he's like, I'll just, you know, it's like, well, he's, he's disfigured and has medical problems. So should we really put him in jail? And it's like, no, you shouldn't put him in jail. You should kick him down the fucking courthouse steps and hope he breaks his fucking neck. That's what you should do. But I mean, but so that's just, when it comes to things like adoption, it should be, I don't want to call it pass fail, but at the same time, it's like, if you walk in and you're wearing and you're dressed like a fucking bum and you smell like fucking weed and whatever else. Okay. You know what? Guess what? Probably not going to be able to adopt today. Okay. But just, but some just basic stuff that we could do to like simplify the process for the people that really have something to give and the people that want to do something good for the world and especially and then good for a child, you know, it's, I don't understand why it's so goddamn complicated. I just don't understand. It it shouldn't be that complicated. And I think that's the point. So. um, Well, I don't know. I think, I think we're all on board with adoption should be easier. It should be cheaper. We should probably get most of the government out of it. All while making sure that we meet certain social standards. And whether you're black, white, gay, straight, purple, a lesbian from Mars, doesn't fucking matter. As <laughs> long as you can 
do the required things. Yeah. And I did I did really appreciate Simon's comments about uh male figures and female figures. I think I think maybe that's something that's not talked about enough. Um no. But like I said, I don't think I don't think gay people want to go out and adopt children so they can propagate the gay species. I don't think that's accurate. I just well, don't think it is. I it I mean, you did accuse me of um, grooming up my boyfriend from the first grade a couple months ago. So well, I did, but that was that was funny. I know, I know that was I it was it was a funny and b you did it. So I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I, so I mean, I <laughs> whatever. <laughs> and, and to be perfectly honest, it isn't any different than what a straight person would do. Just keep them in the background. Keep them back. Just, just do it. Oh, and then hey, here we go. Yes, I, I, I don't. No, that was just honestly, honestly, Simon, that was just fucking hilarious. Yeah, me when and Terrell spooned every day in that first was, grade. And that that was fast. fucking hilarious when you said that. It was just like, oh my god, it's just great. Yeah. So I mean, hey, I again, fully supportive. Do what you're doing, <laughs> and sometimes I'm gonna make a joke. And like again, we're we're at that place where, and we've talked about this before in Pixies where. Somebody made a joke or somebody did something and nobody has to hate anybody because of it. You know, yeah. I, well, I, if you listen to like one of the first episodes of Pixie's Playground, I'm, I straight up said, like, this is a no holds bar podcast. Like, there's a reason we're not on YouTube. And that's because YouTube would cancel us. <laughs> like, Oh, all, all um, fucking day long. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. But, you know, we're, we're joking and, and all, all thoughts, you know, all things aside, like. I'm still waiting on your boyfriend to fucking come on the podcast. First off, um, <laughs> and, and secondly, TBD. we're all we're all su- supportive. You should know that. Well, I'll tell you what: it, it, when you meet somebody, and I don't, and, and I'm gonna I'm gonna say this because I think it I think it bears saying, and people need to understand this. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make any goddamn difference what color you are, what nationality you are. None of that shit makes any difference. We've said it before. In the first five minutes, you know where, whether someone's an asshole or not, okay? And it's like when I first met Simon, I'm like, oh yeah, I'm gonna be friends with him. He's he's got a, he's got a good fucking sense of humor. He's got good points to make. He likes to fucking talk. I, I and that's all that fucking matters. And he's not an asshole. <laughs> that's the whole thing. So I mean, beyond that, what difference does the rest of it make? It doesn't make any goddamn difference. Yes, and if we can sit. Yes, yeah, I'm so sorry. Yeah, yeah. Uh, go. Okay, I'm so sorry. I am um, Kentucky facing Florida right now. I'm yeah. so sorry. You're what? Kentucky's facing Florida right now, and we just won. I'm sorry. I'm oh, sorry. okay. Oh, oh, you're good. Okay, I'm sorry. Was it? It was an upset. Is what you're telling me? Yeah, it was an upset. Yeah. Oh, okay. Getting football wood. Is that is it football? Uh, yeah. 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 I, Alabama almost got beat today too. Yep. I well, love and, it. And just to and just to put things in a finer perspective here, because I think this also bears saying, um. Like I'm a I'm a like the straightest legit Midwest guy ever, and I'm at a point in my life where I could not give a shit about football. And for the record, wonderful listening audience, the gay guy from New York is like somebody won. <laughs> so I mean, you know what? It, it takes fuck it your take, stereotypes. <laughs> exactly, fuck stereotypes. I mean, fuck just right. It, it, just in all fairness, them. Simon is a football coach. <laughs> just saying. That's yeah. my point. That's my point. He <laughs> yeah. loves it. He yeah. he loves it. He's following it. He cares about it. Yeah. The rest of it doesn't make any goddamn difference. Well, and of course he's not an asshole either. So that helps too. So yeah. yeah. That is true. I um and I would I would say this too. This actually might go well with 
um, people. I think I th- I thought about this a lot um, with um, kids that are in a single parent household. I'm assuming if that's the case, they don't have a lot of money. And that being said, they don't have enough time to adventure in their hobbies, adventure and just being a kid, adventure of trying to find new stuff. They like, they have to help out with the family, you know, they have to help out with shit like no kid should ever do. And I feel like once you get to those teen years, like I think like, for example, like I live in a very small town where it's very easy to get in trouble because there's nothing to fucking do. So having as many hobbies as possible, having, for example, like me loving football, I think it saved me in the long haul because I really didn't have a stable male figure to say, hey, don't do stupid shit. Instead, I got distracted by hobbies like football and movies, you know? Mm -hmm. So maybe it's a little bit off topic, but I've thought about that before. I, I don't know. No, I don't think it's off topic at all because that's the reality of life. And people, people have choices in their lives, right? But the people that are their generational superiors um, are the people that help form those choices, right? Um, And so we're back back to the conclusion that I think we've all really come to is that it doesn't matter whether you're black, white, gay, straight, whatever else. I mean, you can, it's very likely that you can help somebody else make a good decision or form a good set of boundaries or make a good set of um, morality based decisions on what is the next step for my life? What should I do? I'm in this situation. What should I do? You know, I met these new friends. What should I do? You know, and I think when it comes to something like adoption, I mean, I wouldn't want, I wouldn't want like the government breathing down my back about every little fucking thing that you do. Um, Cause to be perfectly honest, the world's got enough of that now. And the government is once again, proven itself completely ineffective. We, we, our government sucks at most everything that it does. Yep. You are correct. Um, so, you know, going back to the, the the philosophy of let's just, and I don't know if you let voters do it because I mean, I, I'm sorry, our politicians and all these other things, I have never seen a more ineffective bunch of people in my entire fucking life. They're just, they do nothing. All they do is build their power base and build their money base. And that's all they care about. They don't give a shit about us. They don't, they do not give a rat wet fart about us at all. Um, so maybe it's it's one of those things where it's like if we're going to change something in our society, maybe we're getting to the point where we put everything up for referendum, and if we're going to change it, we're going to change it and let the people do it. You know, the people get to vote on it. You know, I'd be yeah, I'd be and, fine with stuff like that. Well, it, well, and so would I. It's like and like one of the things that always like like super bugged me. It's like we had so many states that put the the gay marriage thing on on ballots. You know, and it was like, why is this even? Why is this even a conversation? If you have two people that like each other and they want to get married, who gives a shit? Okay? You know, it's not, it isn't for me to tell two other people how to live their lives or what happens in their bedroom or what, it just isn't, it isn't up to me. So uh, tying back into our adoption thing, being fed, being clothed, being housed, being educated. If people can do that, you know, and they're not educating 
hate or white supremacy or whatever else. If people can do that stuff, okay, yeah. you're hired. You're, you're hired. Yeah, here you go. You know, I mean, and yeah, you don't want to have a line going out the back of a factory. Just everyone gets a kid when they go by. I get that. Oh. There's got to be some rules, but it know, can be. I, it could still be easier, and I think that's that's the point. Yes, I think we all Hell agree yes. with. I think we Hell all agree yes. with that. So yeah, absolutely. Uh, let's move on. I, I suppose, unless Simon, you have anything else on adoption, bro? Uh, no. All right then. <laughs> He's like, no. All right. Um, well, let's talk about some bills versus rounds. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Ratings are past or, 30 minutes. I mean, I, get you I, I another beer, our, Brent. Yeah. I, I, um, <laughs> Thank I, you. I enjoyed all of Love you, Brent, but I have to talk about this. It's all right. We'll talk, we'll talk um, about some other stuff besides football, but let's talk about this. Um, first off, yes. very entertaining game. Um, mm-hmm. I do think all the turnovers are going to not be as prevalent moving forward. It's the first first game of the season. I think the rust got, got knocked off a little bit. Um, so I don't think you're going to see as many interceptions by either teams moving forward. Um, I was solidly impressed by the Bills' defense. I will say that. Um, I knew the Rams' defense was going to be good. Uh, both teams' defenses were good, right? Um, granted, the Bills' offense just showed to be fucking amazing. A problem. Like, I, which I mean, I'm not really <laughs> surprised at that, to be honest with you, because like I kind of knew it was going to happen. But, like, they're going to be a problem for most teams mm-hmm. because we – yeah, go ahead. Like, first off, Josh Allen, just wow. Just wow. Unicorn. Just wow. Okay. He looked superb in this game. He he reminded me of fucking Peyton Manning. He reminded me of Tom Brady and Drew Brees. He reminded me of these fucking top-tier talented quarterbacks which I already say that Josh Allen's elite. So if 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 you haven't heard the jury's out, like Josh Allen's an elite quarterback. All right. But the way he took what the defense gave him, right? The way he, you know, tried to look the other way, start throwing stuff like that. There were a few hiccups, don't get me wrong. Um some of it I blame on the wide receivers. Some of it I do blame on Josh Allen. Um but there was just like weird fumbles, weird interceptions, like it I think it was just kind of like I said, the, the, the rust getting knocked off. But um Stefan Diggs, uh I was right about Gabriel Davis. If you listen to my fantasy ambush podcast, like I talked him up. Um Isaiah McKenzie's gonna be a problem in the slot. Uh and the funny thing is is no knocks on Dawson Knox, but he will be a problem sooner or later. Right? Yep. He, he just wasn't in this game. And that's fine. But for future reference, he's going to be a problem. Josh Allen has all the weapons to throw to. Oh, my fucking God. Devin Singletary looks like a, a fucking power running back. I've been saying this for the past two years, dude. We need to get Devin the ball more. So I. I well, here, here's my thing about Devin Singletary. He was a good running back last year. Like, it's not it's not like he was bad. You know, if you're averaging four point six yards a carry. Like that tells me something, but I will say this compared to last year or the year before that, whatever. Devin Singletary looked confident on the field, right? Now, maybe it's him, maybe it's the team. I, I don't know. 
he looked confident. He looked powerful. He was speedy. Like, he's someone who's – it did kind of surprise me because, you know, they did go out and get a rookie. And, I mean, shit, they grabbed a, a running back last year in Moss. And, honestly, I, I think Devin Singletary is the guy, right? Mm-hmm. Now you try to you try to work up your rookie. You know, you paid some, money, uh, some draft pick for him, some draft capital. Work him up, right? Get, get him going. But Singletary is that dude. And if you're asking me personally, I think moving forward, the Bills should fucking give it to Singletary. If you want to run the ball with a running back, give it to Singletary. Mm-hmm. He he has proven t- – it's my turn now. The spotlight's on me. I am so excited to talk about this fucking game. Uh, <laughs> I've been saying this for about a year and a half now. Devin's good enough to get the ball 15 times a game. Yes. He's good enough to do that. I get they want to have a one-two punch. If you look across the league, a lot of teams have amazing one-two punches. That would be awesome if we did have a one-two punch. I'm not saying it isn't. Well, if, if but, anything, just to rest, right? Like, yeah. you have a guy run the ball six times in a row in, in a series with a couple that passes in between, like, he's going to be kind of tired. So, like, you know, you want someone to ref- – you want to keep your backs refreshed. Um, yes. And I but, say but, that because I'm a Saints fan. Look at look at Sean Payton back in the day with fucking with Reggie Bush, with Chris Ivory, with uh, Pierre Thomas. Um, they would run three backs constantly, but they were always fresh, so they would always do work. So, yeah. you know, there's something behind that. But go ahead. Continue. I'm sorry. But um, no, it's OK. But I for going forward, I want Devin to rock about 15 times a game. Then slowly but surely. Like have James Cook be a rotational third down pass pass back. Yeah, because I think he's an exceptional pass catching running back. He was mm-hmm. amazing in Georgia at that role. So I think that's his role. I like Zach Moss enough as a third down power back, but that's all he is. He doesn't bring anything else to the table. All he is is a power back at this point, which is not yeah. a bad thing. But I. This game had me so excited for numerous reasons. One, because of Devin Singletary. And two, and again, we said this before, it's week one, so teams can not have the footing right away, obviously. Let's yeah. look at the Steelers build last year. We lost to the fucking Steelers week one, which bit us in the ass. Um, but that but that made no sense because Steelers were not a better team than Buffalo. And we all yeah. knew that. Yeah. But it happens, man, one game at that's what I tell my um players um in high school, just one game at a time, man. Don't think big picture. Just take it one week at a time. Never underestimate an opponent, and just and just try to be fundamentally sound. And, and that's really hard to do at week one. Really hard to do week one. Yeah. Because the opponents are not the same as last year. In any level, kids come back, kids get hurt, kids graduate, um, and they're not the same. So what we have to do is just be fundamentally sound, and usually we'll win the game. And this game was inspiring to me because we turned the ball over three times in the first half. Yep. And we still beat the fucking ass to the ground. Yeah. Beat the brace off, which, which the Rams turned the ball over probably the same amount, two or three times, I would yeah. say. Um, yeah. But, but it goes to show you the strength of the Bills, right? Um, mm-hmm. Look, man, it, I'm, I mean, I don't even know if I've given out my Super Bowl predictions, but like the Bills are my card to go to the Super Bowl. Like I just 
they were probably it before I watched this game, and then I watched this game, and I'm like, look, if if the Bills play like this all season, <laughs> they're gonna go to the Super Bowl. Like, which I would, which is true, but like again, like they're not gonna play like this all season. Look, they right? got six, they got six, they got sixteen more games. I I completely agree with you there. But what I'm saying yeah. is, is the talent and ability is there. There. So for me, for me, I think I've always had this mindset and story time again. Yesterday, I told you, like, you got our ass kicked by a school named Randolph. And Randolph is, like, we're, we're a good team. We're a very good team. We're right up there with Randolph. But Randolph is the cream of the crop, as you will. They made it to the, they made it far to the sectional playoffs last year, um, or the New York playoffs. They won the game at the stadium, and they made it far. So I've always had this mindset, and I've told my players this. If you believe we are the best team, great. Play like it. Don't say it. Because as yeah. of right now, we are the underdogs. Rainloff is the big dog. They, they are the best team in our section right now until we prove otherwise. Yep. So that's why I always said for the past couple of months, the Chiefs are my pick for the Super Bowl because we have not proven at all. We've done a terrible job to prove that we can beat this team during the playoffs. I mean, last year was out. That was pretty much as close as you can pretty fucking get to beating yeah. them in the playoffs. Yeah. And we had a shitty defensive formation. And that's why we didn't make it with 13 fucking seconds left. Yep. So, right now, so, uh, and again, I don't know how many Bills fans are listening. That's probably a pretty small minority for the audience. But I encourage people to have that same mindset that, yes, we beat, this is a great week one. Seven sacks against this O line was incredible. I love the effort one week at a time. We cannot think anything bigger. Yeah, stay stay humble, right? Yes, we face Dallas next week and Monday night or Sunday night. Yeah, Monday night. On to on to Dallas. Yeah, that's it. yeah. No, so. I, and I and I you know I'm not trying to jump the gun, but I'm just saying you know it it was still an impressive week one, and that's yeah. what you want to see from your team. Um, flipping over to the Rams. Um. I just want to point out that right now in this pot in what we're doing, I'm uh-huh. I'm the gayest dude here right now. Yeah, you are. I don't like football. Yeah, that's right. So Take fucking gay. Take it, bitch. Oh, uh, okay. I, I would have to. I would Sorry. have to. I, I'm not going that far, but yeah, he's pretty gay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll talk about stuff after football. Don't worry, Brent. You'll come I, back in. No, I'm just you listening know. to Simon talk about football. I honestly want to trade in my man card because. Oh, you're funny. No, no, no. no. Funny. That's so what happens you, when you're a Vikings you are, fan. You, are, you just lose well, all hope. That's exactly it. But yeah, and then interest. I just, but anyway, fucking mad, mad props to fucking Simon. Good lord, you got some so, fucking knowledge, dude. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Holy so shit. This the is- Rams, right? Um, look, Cooper Cup is fucking Cooper Cup. He's a beast. Mm-hmm. He's still one of the best wide receivers in the league. Um, I'm kind of questioning Sean McVay, and that's weird mm-hmm. to say after coming off of a Super Bowl win and him showing being you know, having dexterity with play calling in the past. But, um, you know, look, they, they scored 10 points before the half. They went into the second half. It was a tie game at 10-10. And what happens? 
the offense looks one-dimensional. It's basically throw the ball to Cooper Cup and hope he makes a play. I'm surprised Cooper Cup didn't get killed in week one. I know. I'm going to be I honest know, with you. And look, he was a beast. 13 catches on 15 targets is fucking amazing. Don't get me wrong. He, had, he played amazing. And I don't blame you for trusting him. But the problem I have is, okay, well, and I will say this. Uh, let, me, let me step back a second. They they got Devery Henderson to – not Devery Henderson. Is it Devery Cam Henderson? Akers. No, no, not Cam Akers. Cam Akers didn't do shit. Yeah, um, I, was about, I was about to say, though. Like, he, is, is his name Devery? Yeah, his name is Trevor. Okay, I got it right. Okay. So, so Darrell uh, Henderson, they got him working the ball. He was running the ball. He was catching passes. Like, that's nice. You know, he got he got a decent workload for a running back. Cam Akers didn't do shit, unfortunately. He only had, like, what, three, oppor- three or four opportunities. Ended up with negative yards. Um, but the problem I have is you can't just throw it to Cooper Cup. Obviously, Stafford doesn't trust Allen Robinson. Now, Allen Robinson looks slow. He had a hard time breaking coverage, but he was open on some plays, and he just wasn't being thrown to. Uh, and I just, that's think, I just think the, the chemistry is not in sync right now, and you can clearly see yeah. it. And, it. and it needs to be in sync because ahead. if it's not in sync, the Rams are going to lose some more games. Um, look, I don't want to take away from the Bills' sacks. I think the Rams' offensive line is, is not great. No, I was and just I about to say. And I don't I think it's going to be great moving forward. No. And I was going to say that um after um your um after your um opinion because yes, I'm proud of the seven sacks. I'm a D-line coach. I fucking love sacks. I'm passionate about getting the quarterback's ass to the ground. Yeah, you I like love sacks, sacks. And ass. Love- yeah, you do. Okay, you shut up. <laughs> Sorry, I and Brand's getting another beer. Yeah, I know. Nah, yeah. yeah, but um, but that whole line was horrendous. Yes, and that I think that's was, a problem. That's a problem. That looks like legit an FCS school going against an SEC D line. Yeah, it was that bad. Yeah. So yeah. I don't and know then, how. Oh, right, you go ahead. No, finish finish what you were saying. But I so like I don't know how good our performance was, but mm. it was still nonetheless very encouraging because I said this for the past two years. If we want a chance to beat the fucking team that should not be named, we have to get after the quarterback that should not be named. Yep. And we have to run the ball. Yep. Because the thing is, and Creative geniuses. I'm not gonna. I have. You, you don't. You don't know who these high school coaches are. So I won't say those names. But there, there are coaches around here that pride themselves of being offensive geniuses and defensive geniuses with the X's and O's. Yeah, that's great. All of that's great. But here's a little secret. Football's never gonna change in one way. How you fucking win. Yeah. If you tackle better and if you block better, ninety-five percent of the time you are going to win. Trenches, bruh. It's all about the trenches. It's all about the trenches. And people might roll their eyes saying, Stop being pretentious and stop being a douchebag and stop being a normal. But the fact is, if we can't run the ball, 
And if we can't get after the quarterback, we can't win the cha- We probably yeah, which, won't win the championship. Well, and, and here, here's the thing, though. It's not being pretentious. You know, it's – look, it's exciting to see a quarterback throw the ball – 40 yards down the field, the wide receiver to break a tackle and get a touchdown, right? That's just fun to see. It's fun to see a running back, you know, get through the hole, break a tackle, run 30 yards, get a touchdown. Awesome. You know, I love seeing it. It's exciting. It's fun. There's nothing, no question about that. But it, it is a sports game. And most quarterbacks, if they're not complete dumbasses, who do they give the, the props to first? Their old their O line, yeah. their O line protection. Oh, yeah. You know what? And you see it. You see these quarterbacks. They go out and they buy their entire O line shit, right? Whether it's Xboxes or watches or fucking cars, who knows? Because you know, because of fantasy football and because of highlight reels and all that other shit. You know, you you don't see a whole lot of love for the, the O line and the D line. And, and yeah, maybe I'm biased. Look, I, I played offensive tackle for fucking six years, mostly left tackle. But the last couple of years, I played both sides. I played whatever they needed because I was good and I could do it. You know, the the fact of the matter is, is if I don't if I don't block, the O line doesn't block. The quarterback's getting fucked, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna go ahead and say this. And, and, you know, it's it's easy to say in hindsight. If if Joe Burrow had a fucking decent O-line last year, he probably would have won a Super Bowl. Right? I agree. But he didn't. But he didn't. He got sacked a total of like 71 times between regular season and postseason together. 71 times he got his ass lit up by a defensive line. And it, it affected the game. So, look, like I said, I love skills positions. It's great. But put some respect on the trenches. Because the D-line, the O-line, if they if they fuck up or if they make a play, either way, it affects the game right off the bat. Mm-hmm. And that makes all the difference. And, so. I, and I'll give a perfect example of how you should be built. And I, okay, and furthermore, before I go any further, we are obviously not saying skills precision don't matter. It obviously does. I mean, yeah. the Bengals would have never sniffed even – smelt even the chance of going to the playoffs, let alone the Super Bowl, if they had no T. Higgins, no Jamar Chase, no Joe Burrow. So we're not saying they don't matter. But what I am saying now is if you're going to build a, a valuable football team, the trenches is the way to go. And here's yeah. a perfect example who's doing this right now. Detroit, man. Detroit. They could have yeah. said, fuck you, Jared Goff. They could have gone... And they couldn't gone. They could have gone. Trevor Lawrence, uh, Justin Fields, or Zach Wilson last year, or Trey Lance. But no, they said, "Fuck you." No, they're going to be patient. And they got Panay Sewell. Yep. This year, I mean, granted, this year's quarterback class is a fucking dumpster fire yep. all across the board. But but they said, "Okay, fuck you." We like Jared enough to go forward. We're getting Agent Hutchinson. We are building through the trenches because we like Jared. We think he's a respectable veteran in this stage of his career. Yeah. But he's probably not going to be the franchise guy. So, but we feel good enough to try and be competitive this year. And if we're not, fine. We'll get CJ Stride or Bryce Young next year. That's what teams should do. Build through the trenches first. Well, I think most teams that are in rebuild mode, that's what they do. Yep. 
they don't go. I mean, look, if, if you have an elite talent quarterback, that's one thing, right? But you're not going out and signing a top tier wide receiver if you don't have a fucking O line or if you don't have a D line. The first thing you're going to do is is build those things up, right? Because if you have a good O line, well, fuck, I can get a running back off a of free agency and at least run the ball decently, right? And then yep. after that, well, let's build up the defense. Let's get sacks. Let's disrupt the other team's offense. And if we do that and our run game's good, we can start controlling the clock. We can start controlling the game. And once you start controlling the game, you increase your odds of being able to win. So mm-hmm. it's a process. And, and look, don't get me wrong. There's different methods. Everyone has their own ideas. But if I'm building a team from scratch, I'm building offensive line and defensive line first. Mm-hmm. Right? So props to Detroit for doing that. And I will yeah. say, though, Detroit is going – I think they're going to be sneaky good this year. I'm not saying they're going to win the division. I'm not saying they're going to necessarily, cool. like, make it far in the playoffs. But yeah. I think they'll be sneaky. How how many games did they have last year where they lost by a possession? A lot. Like nine. Like I, I want to say it was nine. nine. Yeah. I want to say it was nine games that they lost by a possession, and they were in them. Mm-hmm. Now, maybe some of it was garbage time, whatever. It doesn't matter. If you're in it, you're in it. So I, I like the direction that the Lions are going. I really do. It's They're still probably a couple years off from being relevant on a grandstand, but I think they're going to have some upset victories that's going to surprise people. I could agree with you there. So um, um, let, let, let's hurry up and make our picks for this weekend because I can tell Brent is getting bored. Yeah, yeah I know. I know. Uh, but but anyway, a, a few last notes on the Rams real quick. Their line's not good. Nope. Stafford needs to throw to somebody else other than Cup, or they're going to be one-dimensional and they're going to start losing games, right? Um, I, I, will say, I, will, I will say this, though. Friend Jefferson was out three you're nights right. ago. With you're you're killed, right. It killed him, and the second receiver was 2-2 at well, who's heavily overrated. But Yeah. Uh, defensively, look, Ramsey had an off game. Stefan Diggs is a, a beast, okay? And Stefan Diggs had some of the cleanest route runs I saw in a game, right? He was toe-tapping and twirling, and Ramsey was missing him by like a half second, right? Um, mm-hmm. A lot of people are going to talk shit on Ramsey. Ramsey's still a good CB. He's still going to make some plays. He's still going to play great. It was a bad game. Mm-hmm. They're going to be a little bit better moving forward. I think that O-line's a detriment. So that's just kind of where I'm at. Um, I, mean, I refuse to believe that a team that has Aaron Donald and still kind of in his prime, Bobby yeah. Wagner, who's still really good, Jaden yeah. Ramsey, who's in the prime of his prime, Matt Stafford, Cooper Cup, Tyler Higby, and so on, are going to be bad. I refuse to believe that. So I, agree, be fine. I agree with you. I agree yeah. with you. But real quick, let's make our picks, baby. Week one, who do, uh, who's the first? Oh, actually, no. Oh, yeah, yeah, we went over this. There's the chat that Trevor conveniently put out. So, Bills versus Rams. Huh, that's a tough one. I'm gonna go on a limb and say the Buffalo Bills. Boom. Yeah, thank you, yeah, Rams. Yeah, yeah. That game so, obviously it already happened, but I did pick the Bills to win. Um I did have that as a star game, and for me a star game is a game that could be close. Obviously that's not what happened, but it is what it is. So we already reviewed that. Let's go back to the next game, which is the Saints versus Falcons. My Saints versus the Falcons. Uh, I had the Saints winning. How about you? Uh, 
I have the Saints winning. Not because the Saints are necessarily a great football team. It's just the Falcons are a fucking dumpster fire at this point. I mean, the Saints are going to be a great football team, so you shut your whore mouth. But that oh being said, God. the Falcons yeah. are a terrible team. So, um, yeah, I, it's just I like the coach of the building. I think Arthur Smith is a good guy, and I think he's going to be a good coach for them. <laughs> yeah. That team yeah. is just not ideal right now. Yeah, it, they, the, the, the Falcons are a few years away from being – any kind of powerhouse. Somewhat, so, yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, um, Niners versus Bears. That's another yep. easy one. I picked uh, 49ers, obviously. Um, they are missing Kittle, so that might make a difference, but not enough of a difference because the Bears are poo-poo. <laughs> Fuck you, Paul Crow and Antonio Lewis. The Bears. No. Sorry. It is what it is. Uh, Steelers uh, versus Bengals. Uh, I uh, think the Bengals. I'll go over the Steelers to the upset, and here's okay. why. I, here's my reasoning for this. I think the Bengals' old line is better, but I still think the chemistry is still going to be a little bit wacky in the first week or two. So that's why I think Pittsburgh's going to – and and I still think Mitchell Bisky's a bad quarterback. I think he is bad. I'm not buying into the facade that he was screwed up by Matt Nagy. I'm not saying Matt Nagy was a good coach, but – Mm-hmm. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going to sit here and say he was screwed by Anaki. He was a terrible quarterback for the Bears. Mm-hmm. But I will say that he has enough talent around him, which is Claypool. He has. Um, he has. Um, Deontay Johnson. He has Pat Ryan Move, who is an up and coming tight end. Um, Planche Harris is going to be a beast. O line is getting better. So I think that's why I have the Steelers winning. Well, that's fine. The Steelers are a good team. Mike Tomlin is a great coach. Like, I could see them pulling out a win. This is a star game for me. So, even though I picked the Bengals, I recognize the fact that it could go the other way. Um, but I'm picking the Bengals because I, I do think their line is better. I think their run game is going to be really good. I think Joe Burrow is going to be great at passing the ball. Jamar Chase has a new year. T. Higgins is still really, really good. Tyler Hitt, Tyler Boyd is still there. Um, I think the Steelers are going to struggle a little bit with the new quarterback. Um I think it's going to be hit or miss, right? Like, I think there's going to be some great plays, but I think there's going to be some bad plays. And I think that's going to make the difference. Um, we'll see. I'm so excited for tomorrow. Anyway, uh, let's go on. Eagles versus Eagles versus Lions. Um, and I have the Eagles winning. Can okay. I have the Lions winning? And I will say this. And, and also, if Mitch Deal is watching this, no, Mitch. I'm not. I'm no. <laughs> but um, but we love our boy Mitch. He's a good guy. But um, I don't want to say the Eagles are bad because they're not. I think they overread it, and and it pains me to say this because their coach Nick Sirianni, his brother is actually a local legend around here. He oh, has yeah. two. He has two brothers. Nate. Oh, he has. Yeah, yeah. He has two brothers, Mike. And Jay, Mike is actually coaching one of our alumni quarterbacks for my football team, CSP, at a college called Williams, Washington Jefferson. The brother, the brother, um, was a coach for Southwestern Central School, and he was so popular that they they renamed the stadium after him. So it's called Jay Sirianni Stadium. Gotcha. And um, Southwestern. So his brother. So I. Actually, I actually know uh, Mike fairly well. I've met Jay before. 
So I already know that Nick Sirianni is not a basketball coach. That family knows their football. But I just, I, I think that team is a smidge overrated. Because I've seen that people like, oh, that's a playoff team. I don't know if you heard that too, but I've heard a lot of people say, oh, that's a playoff uh, team. I have, I have recently, um, after they acquired uh, C.J. Gardner-Johnson, um, I think the Eagles have a good defense. Um, I think... I, I, I think their offense with AJ Brown, Devontae Smith, and Jalen Hurts is going to be dangerous. Um, I think it's going to be dangerous enough to where the Lions aren't going to be able to contain it. And I think that's why they're going to win. All right. My thing is, I'm not a big Jalen Hurts guy, and that and I'm saying, and I think I'm not saying he's a bad quarterback because I've been rooting for him for so long since his Bama days. Mm-hmm. He is a solid quarterback. I'm not saying no. he's not great. I'm just not as sold on him as everybody else. You know, uh-huh. I don't think yeah. he's that good. I think he's mm-hmm. okay. Mm-hmm. So, and in that division, it's going to be tougher this year. I feel like yeah. I really do. I think I, the I commanders, the commanders are going to be way better this year. I think Carson Wentz is a good quarterback. He just has these moments, man, where he just self-destructs. But I think if Riverboat Ron can say to him. Hey, can you just calm down for a second? I think they'll be fine. I think uh-huh. the Cowboys, I know they're nationally hated. I get it. I'm a Bills fan. They ripped their ass twice in the Super Bowl in the 90s. I get it. Fuck the Cowboys. Anyway, I go ahead. Anyway. But um, I agree with what you're saying. Continue. But I think they're going to be better than the Eagles. So that's why I'm not a big Eagles fan. But that's why I'm but I'm gonna say the Lions only because I think that's gonna be a tone setter for their season. Okay. I think I think it's going them it's gonna be them saying, Hey, this is out with the old, somewhat in with the new. Yeah. They're gonna take this step forward. We're gonna punch you in the mouth. We're gonna bite your kneecaps off. I know I'm paraphrasing the press conference, fuck off. Uh <laughs> uh yeah. I think Dan Campbell is a good coach. I think he's going to fire that team up to the point where they're going to stomp the living shit out of the Eagles. I'm so confident about this game. I would not be okay. surprised at all if this was a three-score game, like a three-touchdown game. I would oh, not be surprised. Shit. You want to put some money down, bro? Yeah. I got I got $10 that says you're that's, wrong. That's, that's, okay. I am broke as hell, so I'm not going to make that I have but, ten. I have 10 fictional dollars that says you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay, Simon. Okay. I would take it down. You, you know what? I would. I would, I would bet ramen I would, noodles with yeah, this kid. Yeah, I bet would. I would love. I got ten packets of ramen. Let me go ahead and say this real quick. I would love the Lions to upset the Eagles. I would love it. I'm just yeah. being being 100 honest. I just think the Eagles are the better team. So we'll see. Okay, but I, but I think I'm not saying I go to they're like far apart. I just think it's going to be an ex- exclamation point game. Uh-huh. I. But that's my bold prediction of the week that they're going to blow out the Eagles. That's nice. Right. That's okay. All right. Uh, Patriots versus Dolphins. I have the Dolphins winning. I have the Patriots winning. Okay. You you trust uh-huh. that that defense and run game to get you there? Huh? Mm-hmm. I fair. And this is where and this is what we've discussed before, right? Like we both think that. Just matter. I'm not saying the Dolphins have a bad defense plan. I love Jalen Phillips. I think, and I love and I love Christian Wilkins. Those guys are studs. Mm-hmm. 
that O-line, like, I know they just got that one dude, but that O-line is still not that, the best. That one dude, you mean, um, O-X-Saints O-lineman? Fucking, uh... Oh, yeah, Ryan. Yeah. Leo Collins, I have no... Fuck, what's his name? Mm. Google, help me no, out. No, fucking... But, uh, but, anyways, but, but, but anyways, but anyways, he's really Toronto, fucking good. Toronto. 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 Okay. Put some respect to his name, Simon. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Put some respect to Toronto Armstrong's name. No. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know. But um, I don't know, man. I I just think the Patriots across the board are a solid football team outside of the receiving core, which is just not good right as of now. They're a solid football team. I, I, I love Mac Jones. I don't think he's flashy, but he gets the job done. He's going to take a really big step this year. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying like Josh Allen has, but he's going to be really good this year. So I think I just think the Patriots are better, but the AFC East as a whole, I even think the Jets are going to take a step up. How big of a step? I have no idea. Probably not that big. But I think that division as a whole is not terrible. It yeah, really so is. I think the Dolphins' defense can surprise us a little bit, and I think they're going to have a a, a fast pace, up tempo offense, and with Tyreek Hill, with Jalen Waddle, with. A plethora of good running backs. I, I think they're going to surprise people offensively. Um, but I think the Patriots, this game will be a true test of how good the Dolphins is. So we'll see. I right. do have the Dolphins winning, but this is a star game for me. So I can see it going either way. Right. Um, next. Brian, who, do you, huh. Brian oh, yeah. who do you got? The Patriots. I don't care, Simon. <laughs> I don't care. I, I don't care. That was the point of that joke. Okay. Um, yeah. Next right, is Raven. Ravens versus Jets, and I have yeah, the Ravens I, destroying them. I still yeah. don't care if that helps. Mm-hmm. Okay. Nobody asked you, Brent. Um, oh well, wow. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, Simon. Sorry. Well, that's that's going how sobbing you. Technically, <laughs> Simon just called himself a nobody because he's the one that asked you. Well, uh, oh, well, yeah. So suck it, Simon. <laughs> <laughs> what a rebuttal. Anyway, oh, okay. <laughs> um, yeah, Ravens versus Jets. The Ravens are gonna shit all over the Jets. It's not gonna be a pretty game. No, I, I, I will say though, the Jets. I think the only reason why I'm saying I agree is just because of Joe Flacco. You know, mm-hmm. he's just he's way past his prime. He's mm-hmm. like five years past his prime, and that's that's even being fucking generous. Yep. But um, but that and like like high back then shirt, and now Dwayne Brown is on IR, which is just shitty ass luck. But I that team, man, I think this year though is going to take a step forward. I like their roster. I like the coach. I just think this week I, I agree with you. It's just it's just not going to be mm-hmm. the judges' night. Yep. Yep. All right. Yep. Next up, Jaguars versus Commanders. I have the Jaguars with, a, with with an upset wind against the Commanders. You know what? I like I like Doug Peterson. You know what? I think Trevor Lawrence is going to be a good quarterback, and I think he needed confidence and coaching to take him to. The level he needed to be that be at to be better in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Um, I I still like Travis Etienne. I still like James Robinson, whether or not he plays. Um, you know they went out and they signed the old boy from the Cardinals. What's his name? Uh, I can't remember. 
DJ Moore. Oh, no, no, Rondell Moore. Rondell Moore, yeah. DJ Moore still the Panthers. Um, yeah. They signed Rondell Moore. Look, they, they have some other wide receivers that are good. Their defense is eh. Um, but I think the commanders, look, I respect Wentz. I liked him for a long time. But I think he's a selfish quarterback, and I think he is inconsistent. Um, I don't know what that rain, run game is going to look like for the commanders. Uh, obviously, it's going to be Antonio Gibson. I don't think he's a bad back, but I think he's kind of one-dimensional on how he runs. Um, you know what? I just have a feeling that the Jaguars are going to win that game. And if I'm wrong, I'm fine with that. Uh, I respect the commanders. I, I do think they could have a really good defense. They do have some good weapons. I, I do respect Carson Wentz. Uh, there's just something in my gut that tells me the Jaguars are going to pull an upset. Okay. And I, and I and I could use the same logic that I did with the Lions one that is basically saying, oh, it's a new out with the old and the new. And I'm like, I, I respect that. I really do. Yeah. It's just with the commanders, I just think they're a better team. Yeah, the Philadelphia that's facing the Lions because I think Commanders front seven. I understand that um, Chase Young is still out, which sucks for them. But yeah, that team blow. is still done. Yeah, yeah, but their front seven still ungodly yeah. unfair. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I do agree the running game is a little bit one dimensional, but Antonio Gibson is he, he's a do it all back. You know, yeah. he can run, he can catch the pass, he can pass pass block. So. I it's it's I do agree that the running game still is a little bit of a question, but yeah, Terry McLaurin I think is a top five receiver. I think that highly of him. I think Carson Wentz, like I've said it before, I said it again. Is he a time bomb waiting to happen? Happen? Yes. And if you say no, you're in utter denial of who he is. But when he's not, and when he's not that ticking time bomb, he is one. He he is a he's a very good. Borderline great quarterback if you can limit the turnovers. Correct. I, I, and I, and I would say it if that game in Jacksonville did not happen, he would a hundred and fifty five percent still be in Indianapolis. He would still be there if yep. that game never happened. So, uh, I don't know. I, I, I could definitely see the Jags winning, but I, I for now I'll say the Commanders. But yeah, I want to talk about this. I want to talk about this next game. The, Brown, next the Browns game versus is, Panthers. And I, picked, and I picked the Panthers to win. Um, might be surprising because I am a Saints fan and I hate the Panthers. Um, but, but, man, the, the Browns don't have Deshaun Watson. They have Amari Cooper and then they have Blah. Um, <laughs> as far as wide receivers are concerned. I mean, maybe you feel special about Donovan Peoples-Jones or Najoku, which, okay. Um, the run game is great. Like, I'm not going to – like, I love Nick Chubb, and I love fucking the other wide running back they have. Uh, fucking what's his name? Oh, shit. Always space on his name. Anyway, the point is, is I think the Panthers are going to have a sneaky good defense. I think – Regardless of how you feel about him, uh, who's their quarterback? Fuck, what's his name? Oh, uh, Baker, Baker Mayfield. I think Baker Mayfield is good enough 
to make DJ Moore be the wide receiver he needs to be. I think CMC is going to play, and he's going to be CMC until he maybe gets hurt. If he doesn't get hurt, he's going to be amazing, right? Um, and while I respect this Browns defense, I don't think they're going to be able to shut him down. I don't think they're going to be able to stop him. Um, I think it's going to be a, an interesting game, to say the least. Yeah. Um, hold on. Just bear with me for a second. I um I I wanted to go back because on um, the Jaguars um receiver we're talking about it was Christian Kirk it wasn't on the oh way. yeah there you go yeah but um anyway that was way off topic but I um for both for the Browns and pa- Panthers game I just I I get the no Deshaun Watson hurts them but percentage of capable quarterback mm-hmm. I lo- I and I love Mad Rule. I think he is underrated. I don't think his record reflects on him. I just think it reflects on the quarterback. Okay? Which you could say, oh, but but he won the San Donald. I am not convinced he really did. I just think GM just threw a helmet and it failed. I yeah. um I just think right now the Browns are a better football team top to bottom. I mean the roster <laughs> I mean people are saying oh this is a a lost cause of the season. No, it's not. Because this team, this roster is good enough. I can't see the camera. Is Brent like Brent, doing something funny? Brent is wearing a Vikings hard hat. Oh, oh my and god! I, and I fucking love it. Oh, it's great! Oh my god! I love it. Yes! Oh my god! Mm, that's great. That's okay. great. Yeah, back <laughs> to the chat. I um, <laughs> I was looking at the chat the whole time. But um, I just think the Browns is just a better football team, top to bottom. Okay. I don't know, and I just think the D line is loaded, offensive line is better, receiving core is still a work in progress, but it's not bad. Mm-hmm. Tight end is good. Um, secondary is fantastic. The back end of that team is really good, and the linebackers are solid too. So I just think. Yes, I think it, it hurts that not having Deshaun Watson for his first eleven games. I get that, but in the same, I but in the same time though, that team is just absolutely loaded, especially the backfield. Yeah, if you have and they have two top ten running backs. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That is ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, I agree. And, with he, that. and people and people and people forget how good Kareem Hunt is. He is still a top ten running back. I yeah. think if he so. It's it's idiotic that they have that many luxuries in their offense in the team in general. But in short, I'll go with the. Uh, yeah, definitely. All right, let's move on. Uh, next is the Colts versus the Texans, and I have the Colts winning. It is not a star game. I respect what the Texans are building, but the Colts just have a good a better team. Oh. What are you yeah, I'll, I'll go, yeah, I'll go with the Colts, too. I was trying to be cute and edgy for a second, but the Colts are clearly the better team. So it is what it is. Like I said, yeah. I like what the Texans are doing, considering their ex-GM screwed the pooch on a lot of things. Uh, but that being Love said, they, they, are, they are doing the right things to build a better team for the future. So I got to give them props. Anyway, next next game, Giants versus Titans. I have the Titans winning, but this is a star game for me. 
And I know it might be surprising to some people, but I think I think the Giants could be a better team. I think Saquon Barkley is going to be refreshing this year as opposed to last year. Mm-hmm. And I think if Kadarius Tony could stay healthy, I think he could be a powerhouse on this team. The problem I have is is with their quarterback. I don't trust him. What's his name? Daniels. Daniel Jones. The thing Daniel about Daniel Jones, if if it's not the interceptions that kills him, it's the fucking fumbles. If yep. he doesn't fumble all the fucking time, he's an okay quarterback. Yep. I I'll go with the Titans. And I can see why it's a sore game for you. I get that. I mean, the Giants are not as bad as people say. They had a fantastic draft. I mean, if you want to talk about a a ridiculous first round, that might, they might have had the best first round I've ever seen anybody have before. Yep. That's not an exaggeration. What they did in the draft was nothing short of spectacular. It was a great draft. But I still think the Titans are still a better team. And I don't know if it's close. So that's why I'm going to tens. Yep. So Packers Vikings. Oh no. Yep. Packers Vikings. I have the Packers winning, but it is a star game. This is a divisional game. The Vikings are going to have, I think a really good offense. And I think their defense will be improved. Um, and the Packers not having a number one wide receiver that we know of. Uh, it looks like Alan Lazard will be out for this game. He is questionable right now. Um, so who's next? The fucking rookies, right? Mm-hmm. That's what we're looking at. We're we're looking at, and I hate to say it, and being that Alan Lazard is not there, we'll see. You know, I trust Aaron Rodgers. I trust Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon to do fucking good work with a – what I think could be a top five defense in the league because the Packers defense is fucking good. Um, but, you know, I, I think the Packers not investing draft capital in wide receivers earlier or in free agency is going to come back and bite them in this game, potentially. Mm-hmm. And and if that's the case, this is a star game. So, I mean, I could see a world where the Vikings win. So uh, I do have the Packers winning. I trust in Aaron Rodgers' ability. I trust in that run game and that defense more so than I trust in the Vikings' defense more than anything, right? The Vikings' mm-hmm. offense, I think, it will be better, but I think the mm-hmm. Packers' defense could be better than them. So we'll see. But I, I can understand why people would start this game. I get it. I mean, that the teams as a whole, like big picture, are not that far off. They're not. Yeah, but the problem is I have is yeah yeah Grant yeah okay um you you've got to okay I, I okay granted I'm not that great at English too I had a fucking sixty two in English in my senior high school I barely passed but um you know never mind I'm not I'm not going to open that can of worms but um yeah uh the Vikings. Okay, yeah, no, no, fuck it. How do you capitalize Rogers, but you don't capitalize fuck and Aaron? Like, whatever. Um, the Vikings secondary is just so young, dude. And and Aaron Rodgers is just going to rip that secondary part. That's why I think it's going to be the, um, the Packers. Look, man, I've, I've seen 
I've seen Aaron Rodgers without his top wide receiver. And even though his fantasy value dropped, they were still winning games. He was still yeah. putting up amazing numbers. I think he can find a way, right? But the problem is, is he's going to have some frustration because you're, he, when he's dealing with rookies, when like he doesn't have uh, MVS anymore, he has Robert Tunyon, which we might see score two touchdowns this week. We'll see. Um, you know, oh, I love it. I love it, Brent. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Brent. Yeah. Anyway, um, I I think you know. I mean, Aaron Rodgers is an elite quarterback. He, I think he will find a way. Uh, I don't think it's going to be pretty. I think if mistakes happen on the Packers side of the ball, that the Vikings are going to take advantage and they're going to win this game. But I need the Vikings to prove it, right? So I defer to the elite quarterback and the great all uh, defense and the great run game. So, anyone, go ahead and move on to our next matchup. Yep. And uh, I was going—I was going to say something to you, Brian, but I'll be the bigger person. Something to think. Okay. Light me up, Simon. Light me up. <laughs> beat me up, Scotty. <laughs> Scotty, beat me up twice. That's wonderful. Oh God, I love a good baseball reference. But um, yeah, Chiefs and Cardinals. Yeah. You're not giving the Cardinals. Oh, that that's interesting. I I like you, man. Because I honestly, I think the Cardinals are going to fall off a cliff this year. I really do. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So I'm I, not uh, saying I'm, I'm I'm not saying two and fifteen bad, but I I don't think they're going to be good. I don't know. I I when when it comes to the Cardinals, I think their defense is going to disappoint me, and I think their offense is going to be good until it isn't. So, um. But for this pick, I had the Chiefs. Um, it's not a star game. I think the Chiefs are going to win by, let's say, two possessions, right? At least 10 points. Um, oh, uh, excuse me. Anyway, uh, <laughs> Brent. <laughs> um, look, I've seen Patrick Mahomes be an elite quarterback. I've seen him against all odds, try to make plays happen, make amazing passes. Uh, you know, he lost a Super Bowl, but bitch, where did he go? Well, he said, Brent, go to bed. He was talking to himself as a third person. Oh, well, I'll send him another invite. He better come back. Anyway, well, he's going to bed. No, fuck him. He needs to come back. We were almost You done. drove him off. We Just were like almost... you drove off Taryn. We were almost <laughs> we were almost done with football talk. He could have came back. Anyway. Um the I've seen Aaron Rodgers, not Aaron Rodgers. Fuck, what am I talking about? Um, I've seen Patrick Mahomes lose the Super Bowl, but do everything in his power to win it and get failed by his team. Right? Mm-hmm. And I, I say this on Fantasy Ambush, I'll say it here. I watched Patrick Mahomes being fucking parallel to the ground, not touching the ground, parallel to the ground in the air, throw a ball 40 yards yeah. down the field, hit Tyreek Hill in the chest, and he and Tyreek Hill drops. One, that is the best throw I've ever seen in my life. And that's what that I'm was saying. the best throw I've ever seen. And that was like, that was one of his best throws ever, right? But it wasn't the only one in that game where Patrick Mahomes was on point and his receiver failed him. Right. 
And I don't think look, losing Tyreek Hill is a blow. There's no question about that. Um, it definitely sucks. But look, I, I think Juju Smith-Schuster can be a decent replacement. I don't know how I feel about Sky Moore. He's a rookie. Show me, prove me. That's kind of how I feel about it. Yeah. Um. That being said, you know I I think their run the Chiefs' run game is going to be good. I I think the passing game is going to be on point. I think Patrick Mahomes is going to take advantage because he's an elite quarterback. Um. I don't have faith in the Cardinals winning this game. Just being honest. Yep. Okay. So. So. Next would be the Raiders and Chargers. That's going to be at the oh, that's such a good game. That should that's be a like great possibly. That should be a great game. It is a star game. I 100 percent agree with you. It's a toss up. I really, 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 really want the Raiders to win this game. I am rooting for the Raiders. I wanted to say the Raiders are going to win this game, but by the metrics that I care about, I have the Chargers winning this game. Outside of Colton Miller, they have nobody on that off of the line. I have no problem saying that. Yeah. And it's sad. I just to give you how bad Alex Leatherwood was, how bad he was, they wanted a seventh round, a seventh round rookie to be above him in the depth chart as the number two guy. Yeah. That's bad. Yeah, that's terrible. That's bad. That's how bad this O line is. Yep. If so I I want to say Raiders. I love Derek Carr as a person. I think he's a tremendous human being. I love Darren Water. I love Josh Jacobs. I love Hunter Renfro, who's the best route runner in football, in my opinion. Yeah. The defense is a lot better. Devontae Adams is the best receiver in football, in my opinion. But I just... When you have Khalil Mack and... um. Khalil Mack and Jerry Bosa coming after you with no O-line help, besides Colton Miller, who is a top six tackle in the game, that's a, that's a problem. Like, that's not a good thing. So, I have the Chargers. Yeah. Yeah, and that's kind of how I see it. And look, I, I think I, I think Derek Carr is going to have a career year this year. I think he's going to be close to hitting that 5K mark. I think he's going to have really great touchdowns this year. I think Devontae Adams is going to have a lot to do with that. That being said, the lack of the O line is going to cause issues, right? The the run game, game is questionable. This, this game is a total match, like mismatch. Yeah, yeah, it's a total mismatch. Yeah, so. but we'll but we'll see. It's a star game for me. I could see it go both ways, uh, but Chargers. I think, I, think I, I, I I'll give it a fifty five percent chance Chargers winning. That's how close yeah. it's going to be. Yeah, that's pretty I just close. Think though. It's a, uh, yeah, it is pretty close, but I will say this: in terms of like matchup purposes, it's a bad matchup. But it's weird because the bad matchup, it's just because of the online D line yeah. aspect of it. But it's yeah. a great matchup. It's because this team, like big picture, I'm not that far off, and it's a divisional game, and it's a good game. Yeah, but Bucks and Cowboys, I ah, and I. I think this is the toss supposed to I, I notice you don't have a star next to the Bucks, and that's fine. But I don't. I, think, I know that's interesting, but I think this is another toss up too. It's a good game, but I'll go with the Buccaneers just because Brady is Brady, and so he proves yeah. otherwise. Yeah, otherwise, I, I mean, 
it's looking like Godwin's not going to play in this game, um, and that's going to hurt him a little bit. Um, but I mean, the- I'm, I'm, I mean, he had a tw- he had a twelve game winning season with the kill carry as his number two. So. That's that's what I'm saying. I, I it's just one of those <laughs> things where I think the Cowboys defense might not be as good as it was last year. Um, we'll see. Uh, offensively. I think they might be about the same. You know, I I, I think C.D. Lamb is going to be a good wide receiver. You know, I think Dalton Schultz is going to be a good tight end for him. I I, I I look at, you know, Zeke and Pollard, and I think, hey, those are some good running backs. Uh, that O-line is not what it used to be, you know. Um, defensively, they have some star players, but they have some gaps also. And I think if anything else – you're going to need to put pressure on Tom Brady up the middle. And even then, I still think he's good enough to to, to take advantage of the, the gaps in your defense and throw to his people. So, I don't have a star in this game. I think the Bucs are going to win, but I, I want the Cowboys to win. I hate the Cowboys, but I want the Buccaneers to lose more than anything else. So, we'll see what happens. Um, I don't think it's going to be a toss-up, though. So. Last game, buddy. This is by far the best game ever. It's going to be such a close matchup. It's going to be uh, so good. I'm taking the Broncos. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, uh, you know, fucking Broncos by like 20. The Seahawks are going to be... I don't think the world... I'm not saying the Seahawks have... They had a good draft. But I'm, I don't think the world as a whole, are ready to see this team fall in the face this year. Yeah. It's, and it needs to happen because they need, I don't want to say they need to tank because tanking is fundamentally stupid, but um, especially in football. um, I I think they're competing to get a top five pick. That's what I think the Seahawks are doing. I I just, I don't think they're going to win very many games this year. I really don't. No, I think they're gonna. Not. I think they're gonna try well, to I would win. Be, I would. I would be. I would say this. I would be shell shocked if they win five games. Yeah, I'll be shell shocked. I. I think. I think what what's about to happen with the Seahawks is gonna make me question Pete Carroll's decision making and wanting to run the ball when he doesn't have the defense to support that kind of game scheme. Which sucks, but. My, one of my greatest like lessons um from my coach Ty Harper, who I highly fucking doubt to listening, but one of the he's like a thirty five year old Italian dude that does not listen to podcasts at all. But um he taught me though that even if you don't have the right pieces as of now, run your style anyways, only because and maybe in like and but and I get the NFL is different. I get that compared to high school, class D high school. But you want things to be consistent. You don't want things. You don't want things to stay one hundred percent the same. But you don't want them to be drastically different. So I think Pete Carroll should should keep implementing that run first defense kind of a thing, especially this year, just because. God, do you really want fucking Geno Smith to throw? 35 no, times a game. No. And look, no. I, I'm going to put it this way. The, the Seahawks have some young guys that have potential on defense. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to sit here and say they don't have nobody. They just have young fucking people. So, yeah, and, 
and like I said before, they had a good draft. So. Yeah, yeah. So like, I get it. Look, you want them to get better at what you want to do in the future, right? Which is run the ball and play defense. So it makes sense to run that scheme to get these guys used to what you want them to do in the future and to get better at that thing. So I, I, I agree with all that. But what I think is going to happen is is the Seahawks are going to have a fucking terrible season. So it is what it is. It is what it is. That, that being said, you know, I think Geno Smith isn't going to be really that good, but he'll have some decent games. You know, I think Metcalf and fucking Lockett will have some decent games, but you're not going to be able to trust them, and that's the problem. I, I, I respect I respect Gino. I mean, he's been through an interesting career. I'm sure that he didn't picture in his mind having this career path. Yeah. When he got drafted by the Jets, but yeah, I, I it's interesting that he's had this evolution, and it it's quite and it is quite remarkable seeing him grow up to where he has over the past seven years. Yeah. I remember he was the scared shitless kid from the New York market that ate him up because he wasn't that good at winning football games. I think he has a chance to prove that he's not that same twenty-two-year-old kid that failed to live up to the New York the New York media's expectations. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, but he went um, to I'm, you know he went to a shit team though. It's not yeah. You know, I don't hold that against him necessarily. No, and and I don't either. But he still wasn't ideal. And and again, this is coming from a just um Bills fan who fucking loathes Rex Ryan as a coach. As a person, I think he's a good person. But as a coach, uh-huh. I think he was he was the enemy. He was the absolute end of me. I wanted to do rated R things to this <laughs> man in a uh-huh. horror movie. Uh-huh. Like, I fucking hated this dude as a coach. But at the same time, though, Geno Smith was just not good. And that's, yeah. you know, and and, and, and and is it probably Rex Ryan's fault that he didn't develop them, right? Yeah, that's the bullshit coach thing to say, oh, I didn't, get, I didn't do a good enough job to set this kid up, which might be true. But at the end of the day, it's the players and players only. Well, the coaches, I mean, I mean, I, I get how people say, oh, the coaches have things. And, and again, this is coming from a coach. This is coming from a coach. Mm-hmm. Especially, and, I, and, and again, high school football is way different of a game. It's a different game than the NFL level. So I, I get it. I, I, I get it. But the, I lost my train of thought. Fuck. Uh-huh. Well, look, I'll put I'll put it to you this way. Like, I think Geno Smith had three or four good games last year when he had to play when Russell Wilson was out. Um, they were okay. They weren't amazing, but, like, he kind of game-managed his way, right? DK Metcalf had a good game. Lockett had an okay game. Like, oh. he's not going to do terrible every game, but he's going to have his faults. He's not, he's not fucking Russell Wilson, that's for sure. Um. But I don't think he's a bad replacement. But, you know, the Seahawks are going to go out and look for somebody else. It's just a matter of time. They're probably waiting for this year's coming draft, if I had to guess. I think – oh, I I remember what I was going to say. 
Okay. I'll, I'll get what I, I'll get what I have to say in a second, but I'll say this because the new just came to my little brain of mine. Mm-hmm. I I think they made the right decision moving away from Russell Wilson because they had to have him sooner rather than later because this team's not a bad loss per se. It's just the championship is not going to happen right now. Yeah. So so sad, Russell free. Sad your baby. Sad well, your baby free. I feel I feel like as soon as they let Russell Wilson go, it signaled to everybody, hey, we're going into rebuild mode, right? And and, 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 and it also signaled, it also signaled to me too, so I interrupts that that it also signals that they want to keep Pete for the future, which I think is a great idea. Because I mean, I, I don't, I don't think Pete's a bad coach. I think, I think he's, you know, I think one of the things that takes away from him is his dead set wanting to have defense and run the ball, right? Yeah. Like you literally gave up an elite quarterback to chase how you want to do the game, and that's fine. I, I get the reasoning behind it, but you might never see an elite quarterback again. And no. And the and, and the way the game is now, you need a good quarterback to to succeed, regardless of how you want to run the yeah. scheme, right? I've seen teams that have great defenses and good run games and shit quarterbacks and not good wide receivers. They don't win Super Bowls. I don't care no. what you want to say. Not in the last twenty years. Well, and this is and this is what and this is and and well and this is what we both said. Starting off the segment that eventually did make Brent leave altogether. Yep. <laughs> yep, yep. And um, and it's basically saying that you need O line and D line to win the game. If you don't have that, then fuck off. Yeah. But if you want to take that next step, you need a receiver. You need running backs. You need corners. You need well, quarterback. Well, the, the O line and D line is just the the preliminary. This yeah, is the first. Like this outline. is the first thing you need, right? That's the foundation. That's the foundation. But After you have the foundation, need. then you can worry about the other things. Yes. You don't have the foundation, though. I don't trust you to win games. I just don't. So, yes. and that's and that's and that's just what Seahawks did too. They drafted um Boye Mafe. They drafted Charles Cross. They did these things. Well, to and try. And it's hilarious because honestly, the Seahawks O line was not good when it came to the passing game. Now they mm-hmm. were they were solid with the run game, but Russell Wilson has been running for his life his entire career with the fucking Seahawks, right? Mm-hmm. Until until Joe Burrow came along, Russell Wilson was one of the most sacked quarterbacks every year, right? Mm-hmm. His average sacks per year is ridiculous. So I find it hilarious that like. Now they decide to start investing in O line when they had an elite quarterback, and they're like, "Eh, we'll invest in other opportunities first. You know, it is funny, and I do agree with you. But I think it's one of those things, just like, okay, we made history before. Let's not doom to repeat it. I think it's one of those situations, and so. that's fine. Well, I think if you're going to give up an elite quarterback, well, then now you definitely need an O line, right? Because if you're going to have a subpar quarterback, at the very least, you want an amazing O line so you could run the ball. Yeah. So, but I, 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 it's gonna be interesting to see what the Seahawks are this year. They're interesting. 
Honestly, like I know it's splitting hairs. I mean, hairs, they're they're, they're gonna not going to be good this year. I think they'll be no. better next year with a good draft, and I think with the players they have now having a year to develop, you know. Um, but if you're a Seahawks fan, like you need to be in it for the long haul and not the right now. Because if you're in it for the right wow. now, you're going to be disappointed. If you understand football well enough to understand that it takes more than year, a year to make a playoff caliber team, then I agree that the Seahawks organization is doing things the right way. It's just going to take time. I'll say this though. I'm not, and like, again, I already made my position on this clear. I hate fucking hate tanking. I fucking hate the idea of tanking. It's stupid. You play to win the game. But if I will say this though, I will say in a splitting hairs, because this team's going to be absolutely puke either way. That's yeah. the best way I can describe it. They're going to be puke. Yeah. But I would have thought of Drew Locke only because the talent's there. But let's say the talent's not there and he's terrible. If he's terrible, I uh, think it's it's he's still it's still going to be a terrible team. I think I think yeah, Drew like, Locke's terrible. Drew Locke had all all the signs pointing towards him being the starting quarterback and he got beat out by Geno Smith. Yes. Drew Drew Locke is not a good quarterback. He's not a good quarterback, but I think the ceiling is still higher. So I think I, look, I, don't I know. think I think at a certain point talent doesn't mean jack shit if it doesn't translate to production. Well, it does not no, and I completely agree with you. But and, and you know, I think I think with Drew Locke, he's not producing. Yeah. Right? You, you know, it's one thing to say, hey, I'm on I'm on the Broncos, it's not working out. For whatever reason, shit's just not going on. You go to the other team, they give you the full go. They want you to be their guy. They they support you in every aspect, and you get beat out by fucking Geno Smith. Yeah. And and I just – how long do we give Drew Locke a pass before we sit here and we say, hey, he's just not a good quarterback? That's true. Now, you can have all the talent in the world. If it doesn't translate to fucking the play in the game, it don't mean jack shit. And to be honest, I've seen plenty of talented rookies come and go in the NFL – were fucking amazing in college, had all the talent in the world, and they sucked ass in the NFL. I don't see a world where Drew Locke is going to be any better than what he is right now. <laughs> I'm not laughing at you. I'm watching this um, barstool, um, barstool um, sports clip. Oh, that's um, that's, so, that's fine. I'm just you know I'm just so, saying um, how I feel about Drew Locke. Like no, I was, no, 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 I, I know, I know, but um. But no, I'm laughing because I'm watching this video from Boston Sports. I um, I um, I'm, so Kentucky beat Florida about an hour ago. Fucking awesome. Yeah. But the Lexington is literally going on a fucking drunken rampage. I just saw ten Kentuckians just pick up a car and just flip it for no reason at all. Mm-hmm. Just I don't know what that just made me laugh. But um, oh, that's fine. Yeah, but, yeah, but um, but but um, and in short of this um segment of the Seahawks that took ten minutes, which I can't uh-huh. believe we spent this much time. I think we spent as much time as talking about the Seahawks than half the games than we that we yep. that we predicted. Oh no, you're sure you're right. <laughs> what, you're a right. Sh- what a what a what a shocker! Well, yeah, <laughs> I didn't we, I we, expect that, but we just went off. I don't know what to tell you. The Seahawks, man. Yeah. Fucking Jalen Smith. 
love you, Gino. But um, I don't know, man. It's the Seahawks is just not going to look good this year. But uh, yeah, but it's going to be a great weekend, dude. But oh, I'm I ready. Have- I'm, I'm I'm going to my buddy's house. We're gonna barbecue. Oh, uh, yeah. we're gonna watch the Saints game at noon. We'll probably barbecue for supper. You know, um, but. I'm looking forward to fucking at least six hours of football, you know, and then I'm probably go home and then watch another three hours of football. So, you know, I'm about that life. Yeah, but. All right, bro, I am going to sign off. I am fucking tired. I want to wake up early tomorrow to take care of some shit, so. Not a problem, buddy. Not a problem. We'll, we'll wrap it up. Apparently, Brent's not coming back. <laughs> Fuck that guy. It's okay. Well, well, we did spend. I, I still. I still well, love well, 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 let, let's say like you and Brent talked about forty minutes of something, like cars or something. I would have. I would have asked him because I don't know. Goddamn. Yeah. No. Look, he's he's probably tired. It's okay. Me and him. Stayed up to like one o'clock last night talking about random shit, and we didn't even record it. So you know, sweet, it's it's okay. It, I, I still love Brandon. It's fine. Anyway, this is Fixie's Playground. We had some fun tonight. It's good to have you back, Simon. Yeah. Love it. We're gonna have you on Fantasy Ambush, obviously. Uh, next episode, just letting you know, it's usually Tuesdays and Wednesdays is when we record. So try to figure that out yeah. so we can get you on. Um, awesome and uh man i'm ready for football tomorrow i'm can't wait so this is fixing playground i am your host trevor and i'm your i'm your i'm your host simon i'm tired yeah buddy <laughs> it's, it's good to be back we'll, we'll work on getting some more content out y'all y'all have a good night be safe have fun enjoy your life later <laughs>